what I want to ask you guys is how was your last couple of months watching all these movies? Did you guys enjoy all of them? Uh, mo- yeah, to be honest, I enjoyed every single one of them. There was like a few that I didn't enjoy as much as <clears> others, obviously. There were a few that surprised me at how much I didn't enjoy them. Yeah, there's yeah. one film that I physically did not like, and that's because I have said Physical. many times on the podcast before, I fucking hate James Bond. So I really <laughs> did you not fuck like off. No, sorry, <laughs> that's my first one, God. Honestly, <laughs> you. What? You can't we say that. We all just viciousness. The viciousness. Entire film franchise. Like, there's some good. You can't say you don't like James Bond just, when there's so much there. So, That's like myself, saying you don't like James Hello, everyone. Welcome to another installment of your filming podcast. Where this week we've been prepping to film you in for a while, haven't we, guys? Oh yeah. Perhaps. Too Lots long. Of- Lots of prep to film you in right now. Um, I swear to God, every time I hear you say film you in, film me in, I want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> you get like PTSD. <laughs> yeah, I, I get like Vietnam style flashbacks. Yeah. You were there, man. You were there when he filmed me in. Man, oh, every, single, oh. every single bullet is just you saying film me in, film me in, film me in, film me in. Anyway, as you can hear, um, I am not the only voice here. Um, I'm Xander, the host of this uh, of this abomination. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? As always, the co-host. The co-host, yes. Little shit. Um, we've also got, uh, from well, nowhere, it's Mr. James O'Malley. <laughs> How are you doing, James? You've got a point. I am from nowhere now. <laughs> God, what, what, what am I doing now? I'm not actually doing anything. Um, debt of studenthood. <laughs> not even that at the moment. Not even that right now. <laughs> the newest member of the student club. It's Mr. James O'Malley. How are you doing, James? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I, yeah, uh, it's been very stressful, you know. Over the past couple of weeks, yeah, just uh, a bit. I just, fucking imagine, mate. Like basically, my life over the past two months, three months, I think. Yeah. I don't even know how long it's been. That's how mad it is. Uh, <laughs> two, three months has been an utter train wreck. The, but, <laughs> like, the entire world could a, it's a, it's roller coaster. Yeah, true. It's good that you've come here, though, to talk about movies with us. <laughs> Keep it light. <laughs> Your life may be falling to pieces, but at least you've watched some good films. Yeah, yeah that's Ooh. true. Uh-huh. And yeah, um, <laughs> with with us Every- again is sorry. The- oh, sorry, you carry on, carry on. Everything that could have possibly gone wrong went wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it did, didn't it? Some fun stuff like this, for instance. You know, yeah. I wish I could say the same, but I don't like being on it. Sick. Great. I and, love uh, being on here, Xander. Don't worry. Thank I'll you. come again. I'll be your new co-host. <laughs> and with You're us tired. with us once again is the flat mooner himself. It is Mr. Alex Woods. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing alright. I like the title Flat Mooner. Flat Mooner. Have you coined a name for our fans? The Flat Mooners. The Flat Mooners. Yeah, they're the Flat Mooner Society, aren't they? Yeah. That's very true. Flat Moon Society, um, the only cause you should believe in. Um, this Christmas. 
And no, religion, in fact, you should. It, it, it's practically sure. that. Tom Cruise. Got nothing <laughs> Tom Cruise has joined us for a million dollars. Yeah, he. We were like, you'll be better than John Travolta. You can do it. Join us. He, he's actually on the next tour. He's he's the frontman. Tom Cruise yeah, on the flat movie. He's just gonna jump off a plane and then land in the stage. Oh, David, no parachute or anything. Have you been looking at our plans? <laughs> I looked at the script for Mission Impossible Eight. <laughs> oh Christ! Right, has anyone has anyone seen any like behind the scenes clips of that? Of course I have. Yeah, it's Mission Impossible. I love it. I've seen him like jumping off buildings and breaking his I've ankle. Seen him jumping off the bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I saw I saw him like jump off a like he was he was on a motorbike. It was like a cliff or something. Goes up the ramp, jumps off the bike in mid air. I don't know yeah. what he does, but like he's, he's a mental. Uh, I think he like grabs onto the side of a mountain in that scene, from what I can tell. Which I imagine is probably what he's doing anyway, because I imagine he just wants to grab a mountain. Yeah, I just want to cuddle like a mountain. A... How do you it think Tom like Cruise wakes up in the morning? I, I, he I has a dream, he's... and he's like, "I want to do that." No, I reckon he wakes up like Wallace me. from Wallace and Gromit, but with an even weirder tra- contraption that drops him. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Should we actually start this now? Um, <laughs> okay, uh, we've. Uh, we've talk about Tom Cruise more. About Tom Cruise more. <laughs> we've got a really, really special episode planned for you guys. We've had this planned for about well, as long as James's life has been in ruin. So about two or three months now. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> yeah, we've we've had this planned for quite a while. And um, we are doing another tournament for you guys, which obviously you're all excited about. These are our favourite episodes to do, so we're going to try and do as many of them as we can. Um, oh, 24 of you are excited. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> hey, hey you, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to come into Xander's defence here. It doesn't matter how many people... <laughs> What's happened? Would, ...would listen, okay? I I'm, I'm, kind of like, I'm kind of like drunk four now from Endgame. I'm just like... <laughs> You know what? <laughs> the only the only permanent thing about life is impermanence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we so w- this tournament today is a very special one to all of us, each individually, because it is a tournament based on all of our favorite movies. So basically, we're trying to decide what the best movie ever made is. Yes, from our perspective. No, no, no from yeah. in all existence. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yes. Can't wait for Star Wars Adventure of the Sith to go through to the God. final round. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Alex. Oh no, I was just frankly frankly saying that I am God, so so anything <laughs> obviously like my top ten is better than all of your top ten. I mean 10. he is the fat moon. I, I exactly, exactly. Like I I technically I'm like a, a glorified asteroid. <laughs> so, glorified asteroid. So so what we've done is each of the guys has sent me their top 10 favourite movies of all time. I've put in my own, and that's given us a list of 40 different movies. And we've I've then taken out the ones that we've had multiple of. So a couple of us said, like, say, Shaun of the Dead. Two of us had that. So that has gone into, like, the higher rankings. And then mm-hmm. from what is left, we've gone down the list and ranked them from their position. So, like, all of our number one picks are on the same level. But then, based on their IMDb score, Rotten Tomatoes critic score, Rotten Tomatoes audience score, and Rotten Tomatoes average rating and Metacritic score, based on all of those in a blender, as we normally do, um, that is where they then go in the in the tournament. 
It's very complicated. I know what yeah. I'm talking about. Even I don't know what Xander's talking about. So <laughs> it's fine. It just seems like you've done like a lot of maths, yes. basically, and decided you've written to an algorithm. I've done a lot of maths. How, He's done how... a YouTube algorithm on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all it's gonna like... get back banned. Oh, um. God. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's taken a long time to get this done because also we've all had to watch all the movies in the tournament. There, mm. there were 32 also movies. also had to deal with COVID. So, yeah, yes, exactly. So there, were, um, there are 32 movies in this tournament. Obviously, that is a lot of movies. So we are doing something we've never done before. We are splitting this episode into two parts. Uh, so we, we will, are lazy. We will do th- the first two rounds today. And then next week, we will do the final three rounds. So the quarterfinal, semifinal, and the final. And um, it's going to be very exciting. Now, you say the first two rounds, but looking at, looking at, the, uh, looking at the picture that you've sent us, you know, to you know, the tournament. Yeah. Two rounds is a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of talking. Exactly. Me. I don't but, think my voice is going to handle it. But basically, what, what I want to do is for the final three rounds to have a bit more of an in-depth discussion about each of the movies. Because right. once we get to that point, then it's going to be like the best of the best. Whereas in this first round, we can sort of... I don't want to say trim the fat because they're all our favourite movies. I was like, but... you know, like quick fire this round where we just like say which one it is. <laughs> just one word rounds. <laughs> We're not playing Even one word rounds. that'll take a while. Even that's going <laughs> to take um, a while. Yeah, it would, because we've got so many movies. What what I want to say to you guys then is, um, what I want to ask you guys is, how was your last couple of months watching all these movies? Did you guys enjoy all of them? Uh, mo- yeah, to be honest, I enjoyed every single one of them. There was like a few that I didn't enjoy as much as others of you. The there were a few that surprised me at how much I didn't enjoy them. Yeah, there's yeah. one film that I physically did not like, and that's because I have said physically. many times on the podcast before, I fucking hate james bond you fuck off no sorry that's my first one god honestly you what you can't say that you can't just just get rid of the entire film franchise like there's some good you can't say you don't like james bond when there's so much there that's like saying you don't like to defend myself as if we were playing Among Us, hint, hint, gaming channel. Um, <laughs> coming soon to a YouTube channel near you. Shameless plug there. Sh- shameless shameless plug. plug. Shameless future plugs. So, to defend myself, I don't like the formula of James Bond films. I like, weirdly enough, I love spoofs of James Bond films, like Johnny English and Austin Powers. I yeah. think they're a lot of fun because they take the spy genre that has been done to death, especially by Bond itself alone, because there's 25 mm. of those movies or at the moment probably going to be another 30 and well, it, I, the Bond film that I've picked was like the third one that was made <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't say oh it's been overdone when it was the thing that started yeah, it. it's overdone yeah, right but, now uh, so no matter what guys overdone. we are getting way ahead of ourselves here we are getting way ahead of ourselves <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, we, we, we will get to that matchup later on <laughs> sure um, James how was your how was your movie watching? Did you were there any films that like surprised you? Um, you know what, Inception surprised me quite a lot. Right. Um, okay. I, what have you I, seen Inception? Yeah. So I knew. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, so I knew. I knew that Inception was good 
But I'm I'm always the kind of guy that's like, is it really going to be as good as everyone yeah, says? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but you you guys have known me for a while. That like that's that's me. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, I watched this and it just because it it was really good. And the ending was, I don't want to say questionable, but it left a lot open. I quite like that. And yeah, uh, it was yeah, it was nice. Um, something I didn't like. At all, just because it was anime, <laughs> was a silent voice. Right. Okay. Because um, I was just watching it, and because I was—I I don't know if it was because, like, because my dog was because I watched it this week. Uh, my dog was just distracting me, just like wanted constant attention, which is fair enough. She's a dog. She's lovely. Um, <laughs> Shout out to James. It was anime, so I just—just just my mind was in two places. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't stay with it, and. I'm not a big fan of anime anyway. Can no. I just ask, did you watch the sub or the dub? Uh, oh, God. Uh, the, 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 the dub. Were, were they talking the in English or Japanese? <laughs> the, the English. See, this is okay. how much... I didn't care for it. I'm sorry. I didn't care. It's fair enough. The only thing I'm going to say is if you ever decide to somehow rewatch it, I will recommend watching it in the sub just because the dub that I've watched... It's not going to help the... him concentrate! No. The... I'm not saying it's oh. going to help him concentrate. It's just like the voice acting is better. And also the little deaf girl in that movie sounds yeah. hilarious in the dub because they're taking the piss out of deaf people. In the sub, she just sounds adorable and precious and used... she's basically my daughter. Oh, great. What, so, yeah. you, what do you mean they're taking the piss out of... So like the way deaf that they talk, people in the like, like the way that they talk, they literally like they didn't get a deaf person to do the like the voice acting or anything like that, and they didn't for the dub they didn't actually do anything with deaf people for the sub. They researched how like deaf people can actually talk, and they. Well, I thought that they, I know, knew that they'd got a, a deaf girl for the dub for the for the original version. Yeah, they, they didn't then... get that for the um, for the dub. Ah. But. Yeah, so it's just like someone who thinks that they sound <laughs> deaf, and it just it's a bit shitty. Yeah, I mean, I have like, heard I don't like, like about that. I've heard completely deaf people speak, and I'm not gonna lie, it did remind me of it. Yeah, no, watched, it does remind you of it. As well. and it. It's fairly accurate, but at the same time, it feels like forced. Kind of, yeah, it feels forced. Whereas in the sub, they just sound, you know. Like, they sound like they're an actual deaf person trying to speak because they are a deaf person trying to speak. Okay, yeah. we, to we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. We're, uh, we're going in depth on everything. <laughs> Alex, how was uh, in depth? Uh, oh my Alex. Christ. <laughs> Alex, how was your three months of movie watching? And oh, it was, more like, it was more like two weeks of watching films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, saw, I saw Alex on Thursday and you'd watched... You still need to watch like ten of them. Yeah, yeah. How how did you get? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, uh, uh, it's great. I've still not seen ten of them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, um, I had a really great time. It was nice. It was good watching everyone's films. There was some that I was like, oh, I've seen that before. Won't really need to rewatch it. And then yeah. and then I was like, damn, glad I rewatched that. That was a banger. <laughs> that was a banger. But um. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything that, like, got to me. I mean, Seven Psychopaths was the film I was talking about being a banger. And yeah. I, I forgot how good that was. Um, I did. Yeah, I, I, had a, I had a sick time. I love watching <laughs> films. I mean, it got, 
I'm not going to lie. I wish I had spread it out over three months because it got a bit monotonous being like, oh, <laughs> one film's over, let's put another one on. Yeah, like, that's one thing that I kind of regret because I started watching them really <laughs> early and then for about a month and a half, I just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I've already watched loads of the films already. I might as well just give myself a break. And yeah, then a month we, and a half later, I remembered, oh shit, I've got to do a podcast. Me and, me and Alex watched four on Thursday. And by the end of it, you looked at me and was like, I need to go home. No, no, no. Just... But it, was, it wasn't even like, I need to go home. I can't stop. I, need, I can't watch another film. It was, I need to go, but I really want to stay and watch another film. <laughs> Shall we... Um... Shall we? Shall we, start? shall we rip the band aids off now? Shall we start this now? I believe Gosh. that's a good idea. Cool. Why so, um, yeah, we've got sixteen matchups in the first round. Um, and when I read out the the rankings, I'll also like say whose list it was on and what place it was in their list as well, so we keep track yeah. of. Could I who's... just point out that uh, the the keen maths people who are listening to this, there aren't. 40 films of our top 10 favorite films and that's because there were some overlaps yes on our, and then we all between our list yeah basically yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah there was there was just going to be 32 in the bracket there was only space for 32 so there so really it's our top eight favorite films. i think to be fair there's only two movies that didn't make it and that's pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl on david's list and that's kingsman the golden circle on james's list I'm so basically what we're saying is if you come on this podcast and you called Alexander, you're better and you get more of your films on your list. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yes, basically. That, that's what I'm hearing too. If you have X in your name, you are going to do better. Yeah, it seems that way. Why are we called the X-Men? Do you have a, something called like the, the, the D-Men? No, you don't. <laughs> X-Men all the way. You know what? I'm going to start my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you. Man. We don't need you. Get on your D. You need uh, us? Maybe not. You're not even <laughs> on the A, B, or C podcast. You're on the D podcast, man. <laughs> you know right. what, James? Me and you should start a podcast just called the D podcast. Oh, dear. Good Lord. Right. We're, we're going to start this now. We're going to start this tournament. We're 20 minutes into the recording. We're not even started. You're like, I've lost control. <laughs> right. So, the first matchup is probably one of the hardest ones. Yeah. The first yeah, matchup yeah. is, um, by the way, there's not, I've not ranked them as 1 to 32. I've ranked them because oh. it's two sides. So there's 1 to 16 on one side and 1 to 16 on the other side because it was too hard to do 1 to 32 and keep track of everything. <laughs> Um, so on on the left side, the number one seed was Whiplash, mm-hmm. and that was on my list and on David's list, and Woo! that faces up against the number sixteen seed Inception, which was on Alex's list. Yeah. How okay. do we do this? So um, uh, I think it should be just like one person talk at a time. So concerning me and Xander have like you know Whiplash. both of our film. In the sea, in the like first matchup, me and Xander first, then whoever. Alex, Alex can rebut with his word why it's on his list, and then we yeah. can discuss further. Yeah, that sounds fair. That yeah. sounds fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, David, I'll, I'll let you start with Whiplash then. Okay, so I'm I'm going to talk about both films. Obviously, we're gonna you know like all discuss both films. So when it comes to Whiplash, I really love this movie. Uh, I watched it 
for the first time about two years ago because my brother had actually been recommending it to be phrased because he knows a lot of music and knows a lot of movies about music as well so he was like you know what i'm gonna show you a good music movie so i watched it with my brother and that movie is so damn special to me for many reasons one the music alone is fantastic I yeah. think that the score in that film, the actual music itself, um, the, whip, the song Whiplash is a beautiful piece of art. Uh, it's in my, you know, normal playlist. And Do you mean I Caravan think, or Whiplash? Uh, Whiplash. Because oh, the, the song Caravan is even better. That's the song he plays yeah, the at the end. the song Caravan is even better. That's the song that they're playing, but Whiplash is such a piece of art. And because it's the name of the movie, I'm biased towards it. Uh, so there we go. Um, uh, but yeah, the acting alone as well is fantastic. The cinematography is gorgeous. Uh, J.K. Simmons is incredible. And Inception is a fantastic movie, once again. Directed by Nolan, so I already love it. But it's not even my favourite Nolan movie. Yeah, I, d- like, I don't think... I think I think we can offset this already. I don't think we can say there's a bad movie on this list. On any of them. On any of the matches. I don't oh, think any... <coughs> Oh, sorry. I don't think any of us have picked a really bad movie. We might have our our opinions on. I'm a, I'll no, have an opinion right. on one of them, but I'm most of them. Which one you have an opinion on? Most of them. <laughs> most of them are really good movies. So I I don't think the argument could be it's really good. Mm. Um, for me, Whiplash is not just a great music movie. It's not just a great drama. It's a great horror film. For one yeah. thing, yeah, it is. Yeah, I get that. It is one of the scariest and most tense movies you will ever watch in your life. Um, and it's about as drumming, as we said, J.K. Simmons is fantastic. It's a, it's a one of the best performances you'll see in a movie. Um, and that character is just—he's so horrible, but also like redeemable in a sense because he has this philosophy of like. Like that that whole conversation he has with Mars Tell towards the end about there's no two words in the English language more oh, yeah, harmful than good job. And like, mm. he's right. He's right. He, what he does to people, it's horrible. It's sickening. But he gets results out of them. He gets them he to them their dreams. Yeah. Like, no matter how hard he pushes them, he pushes them further beyond that because he wants them to succeed. And... True, like what this is about is him trying to be the best teacher possible by being an arsehole. Yeah, like you might think that he's you know a bad person because he's you know throwing a chair at a kid or he's screaming at people to the point where they cry. Yeah, but all he's trying to do is he's trying to get the most potential out of them possible. And the way to do that in that scenario, anyway, not always the best scenario, it's not always the best lesson, but in his mindset, it's push them to the point of, of, of literally their breaking point and then further than that. Yeah. And I think mm. that's what, like, the message in this movie of no matter what, you can always do better, you can always try harder. That's a fantastic message to send. Plus, I, I think it's kind of relatable as well, in a sense. Because obviously, like, because like you say, the whole, like, push into the breaking point. Because this guy's like, he's a, he's, a, he's a teacher, essentially, isn't he? Well, yeah, he is. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's, We've all, we've all had that like that that one teacher that you know is a bit of a dick, <laughs> um, and just you know no one likes them because you know they make them work, which is why I think this guy stands out quite a lot, and mm. you, you know which is why 
we're all talking the way we are about, you know, Jake, you know, that it's, and like, it's that fight, that they're not my tempo scene. Like that, for instance. Well, that's what got the film made, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I, I was watching film. that, and I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong. And then like, he's, uh, I, obviously, because I'm not a musical genius. Just about to say, <laughs> it is, it is wrong. It's really yeah. annoyingly wrong. Yeah. Me, me and, me and my flatmate. <laughs> Me yeah. and my flatmate have watched that film many times, and whenever it's on, we're always like, "He he is rushing." It is true. Yeah, he, yeah. he is. Right. Okay. I mean, as a music fan, when it comes to like listening to music a lot, and I mean literally every day of my life, I'm like, I was actually able to tell that he was rushing, and I was like, "That's slightly triggering." Eh, I can't scream. Always scream on music. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you came, for, you came for Goldfinger, so like I've got to come for your baby. Like, come on, man! I don't just listen to Screamo. I listen to you know Metallica. Okay. David, stop it! You're getting all defensive. <laughs> um, so just we... shrug it off like it was nothing. Just do. It. Um, Alex, do you want to like do you want do you want to talk about Inception for a bit? Come on, I'll talk about Inception for a bit. Go for it. Uh, um, well. Inception, good film. Do you think? <laughs> great start. Nah, great. You're doing great. Man. I, 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 my mum went to watch Inception with my sister, and she she was like, "I'm going to the cinema." I was like, "Can I come?" And she went, "Nah, Trinity. you won't. Like, this isn't a film that you'll enjoy." And I was like, "Okay." And then my mum came back from the cinema. She was like, "Alex, do you want to go see Inception with me tomorrow? Because I need to go and see it again." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I've got to go see it." If my mum is like saying, yeah, you can't go see it, and now she's taking me to see it. And I was, like, when did it come out? 2010? 2011? Uh, yeah, 2010. 2010. So, so I was nine, and I went to see this film, and it was the film that made me be like, holy shit. <laughs> films, can, films can be like this. Like, what, like, because I was raised like I said before, watching James Bond films. So, like, everything... I w- I'd watched a lot of old films when I was growing up, like a lot of uh, 60s musicals, stuff from, like, the golden era of Hollywood. And then I was watching this, and it was about dreams and and gravity-defying fight scenes and and oh, that was great. just... just intrigue intrigue like because it's a heist film it's a heist film and i was i was and we know how much you love heist films yeah i i I actually couldn't believe that when i sent you my list i couldn't put oceans 11 on it because oceans Oceans 11 11 is is a banger it's a it's one of my favorite films but it just didn't quite make the cut but i think inception is what like solidified heist films as being one of my favorites Mm. and um I just think it's brilliant. Like, there, there's not a thing in that film that I would change. Like, I think it's because a lot of people say that it's overly complicated, but it's not. I, no, it's I, it, not. I, I came out of the cinema when I was nine and I understood it. I was explaining it to really? my mum on the way home, who, who like, had seen, had it, seen twice. it twice by that by that <laughs> point. And like, I was, and I was like, well, if I can, if I understand a film like this, then. I'll understand other films like this, and then it kind of—it was the film that made me love films. Mad. So fair enough. That's um. I, that. I I watched it a few weeks ago, just after watching Tenet, and um. 
yeah, it's. I don't think it's complicated because it, because Ellen Page tells you what's going on all of the time. All she does is like, yeah. "What's going on?" And it's yeah. like, okay, she's just she's just Basil Exposition. Yeah, I was gonna say like I was gonna say this before, but I didn't want to like get too into it. But I have n- I've always hated the argument of like Inception is the most confusing film ever because it's really not. It's just got like an ambiguous ending. And yeah. I've always found it annoying, like, people, like, constantly wanting... Also, can people constantly wanting to know the ending of it. But at the same time, I've never wanted to know what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. I don't want to know the ending of In Bruges. I don't want to know the ending of this. I like ambiguity in films. I think yeah. that's a lot of fun. Because it leaves it up to the audience. Exactly. I think that best part about this movie, the fact that the ending leaves it up to you, is it's your ending, your choice. It's like in that episode of um, Doctor Who, the Angels in Manhattan, isn't it? When he always rips out the last page of the book because he doesn't want to know the ending. That oh, yeah, yeah, reference. yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it reminds me of that, and that's how I feel about movies in general. I never want to know. Sometimes I'd, I'd like to know the ending, but at the same time, in stuff like this, I think the ending should be up to the, like, up to the audience because then yeah. it's the perfect film for them. I think this is one of the toughest ones in the bracket to do, and unfortunately, it's first. Mm. Like a lot of these, we can I can sort of predict where who's going to go where and what's going to happen. But with this, mm. it's this is the toughest one in this first round, and it's unfortunately the first one. Um, <laughs> where is everyone leaning? Uh, J- I'm going Inception. Jane's going Inception. I, oh, yeah, I'm dear. going Inception. Oh, dear. oh I am. Okay. Why? Just because I know where I know exactly where this is gonna go now. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously, I'm gonna have to go Whiplash because it was in my list, and Inception wasn't, and I prefer Whiplash as a movie. I'm going Whiplash. Oh, and I'm going Inception. Exactly. So we've already got a tiebreaker. I've right. got a toy. I've got a coin at the ready. Oh, by the way, I completely forgot to tell uh, everyone what was going on, so I don't think anyone's actually prepped a prepped a, a tiebreaker. I originally did, but as you know, as you guys know, uh, my two week, my last three weeks technically have been a bit hectic. So, um, how so my tiebreaker kind of gone? How would everyone is everyone still okay with me if I just call my dad and see what he thinks? He's seen both of these. Um, I mean, yeah. you can you can do special guest, Mister Winston. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I I have a, a tiebreaker lined up. If if you wanted to do dad first, and if there's another one. We I'll, can use a, I will, another. I will try and call my dad. Excellent. His phone's turned <laughs> off. Sick. His phone's turned off. Alex. Yes. Okay. I need to call someone. Oh. Can we not just flip a coin? No. Why? Because this is more interesting. <laughs> it's up to chance. How is chance not interesting? Because this is all we're doing. We're just elongating chance. <laughs> think about it. That is all know, we're doing. I think I know the who James is. I think I know where chance. Alex is calling. One sec, guys. And I'm it's pretty sure he's a big movie buff. Okay, so currently you are on um, a speakerphone on the podcast that Xander is filming. Um, we have a tiebreaker between two films in a tournament, and we need you to be the decider between these two films. Um, introduce him, Alex. Hi, okay. Um, yeah, everyone, for everyone listening, this is Joe. Um, we, we lived together last year. We are on the same course at f- doing film. Pretty great guy. Hi, Joe, um, how's it going? My hey, unofficial man. twin. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, so Joe, yeah, we need you to choose between Whiplash and Inception as for your favorite out of the two of them. <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash. Yes! Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Excellent. You chose wrong. <laughs> okay. Thanks very much, Joe. Cheers, Thank you, Joe. Joe. Love you lots. I'll speak to you soon. I'll send you, I'll send you that fiver. Take care. Take care. Bye. I clearly bribed that man. <laughs> there you go. The number one seed takes its rightful place in the next <laughs> round. Can't believe that. Betrayed by your ex-roommate, how dare he? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the toughest one, and I. But unfortunately, it. Um, you know, we're going to have some really difficult choices ahead of us. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Alex, for sorting that. No worries, man. Um, so Whiplash goes through an Inception, uh, falls asleep. Oh, nice yeah, one. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, what do we got next? Many of these lined up. The next matchup is the number nine seed, the Nice Guys, which is on Alex's list, versus mm-hmm. the number eight seed, the Social Network, from my list. Um, it's um, me. It's me, the Alex again. Um, this is yeah. really difficult. This one. Um, yeah. Alex, do you want to introduce the Nice Guys? Um, I love the Nice Guys. Ryan Gosling is like my favorite actor. I think he's great. Um, yeah. I, I, honestly, like, I saw some nice guys with my parents, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey guys, you need to come and watch this film with me. It's about these. It's about these detectives. It's got it's got Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling." And my mum was like, "Oh, I love Ryan Gosling. I'll go see that." <laughs> and then like, Misty Mountains is just right at the start, and yeah, I was just like, "Oh song. wow, this is this is a porn film." <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, interesting, but fun to watch but, with your mother. Yeah, my very Christian mother. Um, <laughs> yeah. We loved it. We both thought it was hilarious. Your it's it's like one of our. Film? It's one of our both both of our uh, favorite films. David, you're I a think... sick fuck. By the way, <laughs> that's awful, David. I'm a sick fuck. I like a quick fuck. No, um, <laughs> not with my mother. You don't. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I go back to my original uh, statement earlier. This is the last one. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is it. Um, but yeah, the nice guys. Like, I don't think there's a wasted moment in it. Like, mm. there's a there's a scene where someone turns into a bee. Yes, and it's not weird. And if a film can pull that off, then I think it deserves credit. The, uh, nine, the nice guys was like my one of my honor, honorable mentions for my list, so this it, is extra tough. It's yeah. it came out. It was 2015, wasn't it? It was um, 2016, Alex. 2016, and I'm I'm trying to, I'm just trying to remember this right. It was Big Short 2015? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those two films are like both one of my favorites, and. I saw Ryan Gosling be this like quick-talking banker guy, and then I just saw him be this same dickhead. But mm-hmm. I loved him. I yeah. loved him so much. Yeah. And, he's so and, just and he's, depressed. He's, yeah, he's so the the layers in in that the yogas. It's, it, it's such a good like character piece more than anything. I think it is, and 
And like, especially with the tattoo on his hand, mm, it's yeah. like the "you will never be happy," and um, or whatever it says. But yeah, you will never be happy. Yeah, but I remember just thinking, I did not know that Ryan Gosling could be this hilarious. He <laughs> he is through and through the best part of that film. Yeah, I, yeah, he is. The way he says Chet is brilliant. Chet. Yeah. Right. Chet. <laughs> Chet. Fucking Chet. Oh, that's my second one. Um, <laughs> I'm like, we're not even an hour in and I'm two down. I think um, I already said four. Don't worry about it, mate. It's fine. But yeah, right. I, g- y- the opposition, you speak. Um, the social network. Um, I think it's less enjoyable than the nice guys but it's better Uh, the acting is top quality in this i think the um i think the story is is very interesting i like when i watched this i didn't really know anything about face i mean i knew facebook but i didn't know like the ins and outs of all the legal stuff the editing in this movie is pitch perfect the writing by aaron sorkin is perfection um he the way he writes is just so snappy and everything means something and everything comes back later in conversations and it's so quick and you still understand what's happening like you we were talking about this the other day alex you there's a scene where it's cut in between two separate lawsuits and three separate conversations and it still at no point feels confusing there's there's no like break in the conversation yeah having like every and the pacing in that film is perfect. It is. The pacing is incredible. Um, the I think the standout for me... Is, I mean, Justin Timberlake is fantastic. Yes. He, he does not get enough recognition for it, the quality it, of acting it. he has in this. Oh. Um, I think that uh, Andrew Garfield is probably the best actor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and then of course Jesse Eisenberg you've got to uh, give Jesse Eisenberg props man yeah you do but he unfortunately really he's the same character in every single movie after this he plays well, the same well, Lex Luthor that's Lex the Luthor one different one and that's the worst one yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's the Mark Zuckerberg of the DC universe let's yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I think I don't know, man. The tone of this movie is just, it's impending doom. And yeah. as, as high as they get, you know, you still have that sinking feeling in your stomach, even without all the, like, the, the great editing between the lawsuits. You just yeah. have this sense of impending doom. The score is fantastic for that. Um, I think this was probably the fir- one of the first like drama movies or like Oscar movies I saw near to the time it came out. This came out in 2010. I think I saw this in 2012. And I wasn't really big. I wasn't like the movie buff I am now. So, watching that then, was like, it It opened my mind. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is a movie. This is, mm. this is an experience. This is insane. Um, and it's always just been in the back of my head. Like, this is incredible. Every time I watch it, I'm hooked. And whenever I finish watching, I'm like, man, I need to watch that movie more. Yeah, it's it's an absolute cracker. Um, what See, do you, what did you guys think, David and James? Um, so, oh, you go on, James. Yeah, so the nice guys, I thought was hilarious. Like, I lo- like f- f- for me, I don't know why, but for me, the the, the funniest the, the funniest scene it, it, it was probably you know the elevator scene. 
it's all it's all just chaos <laughs> and they yeah. just like they stick, their, they stick their heads out and go yeah no nah, let's not bother with that they've, they've yeah. got to kill themselves <laughs> it's, it's when they say it's it's when they're having the conversation with the bartender downstairs and they're saying like what someone's like with with no balls called and then he gets into the lift he's like it's a munich so do you mean do you mean Munich? He said, oh yeah, yeah Munich. Like, <laughs> that's a city in Germany. <laughs> um, like the, the dialogue in that is fantastic. Yeah, it I is thought, brilliant. It's, I don't know why, but I, I can't. I couldn't see Russell Crowe pulling something like this off. Yeah, because it just doesn't look like he's able to. That's what I thought <laughs> as well. It's perfect. Um, yeah, oh, James, I see your elevator scene as the best one, but can I raise you when? Russell Crowe finds out that his wife has been sleeping with his dad. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, uh, now, the social network. Um, pretty much, uh, okay, everything, everything Xander said, okay? Yeah. But what I've got to add on to that is the fact that it's real. Like, I think that's, that's what, you know, really real. hit me mostly because I'm like, did this really happen? Like, did, did Mark Zuckerberg, like, you know, screw these people over? Did yeah, he, he was a twat. Napster bloke what? say, Napster bloke do this. <laughs> all of that. That, that moment it. that Andrew Garfield walks in, smashes oh, the computer, yeah. is mm. one of my favourite moments of just acting. It, yeah, that probably in any movie. Yeah, a, a, few, a couple of years ago, um, before I'd seen the film, um, that was the first clip I saw. Yeah, same. Um, and I was like, oh, God, okay. Um, I guess this is interesting. So I went, I went and watched it. Um, I think you told me to watch it, Xander, actually. I think. Probably. Uh, yeah, and so I did. And um, and it, it, it was it was brilliant. And I, I agree with you. Andrew Garfield is probably the standout here for me. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's okay. But, you know, Andrew Garfield, Jesse Eisenberg. Definitely for me. Um, yeah, I, it's just, it's just like for me, the amount of people that get screwed over in this, and the fact that you know it's only really Mark that that wins, but even then, it's like a hollow victory. Yeah, if you know what I mean, like because he's lost everyone essentially. True, but at uh, the same time, he didn't really ha- like. He wasn't the. He was the biggest dickhead ever so he kind of deserved to lose everybody yeah he did but that this is what i'm on about though like with it being the hollow victory because yeah he did win but you know he, he, he still all, all of this happened like yeah he's probably you know the one of the wealthiest people on the planet but i mean everyone knows <laughs> Every, yeah. everyone knows what happened um yeah. yeah they do yeah and then this whole uh you know the um the cambridge analytica scandal thing that's like i think no one was really surprised about that when that happened especially yeah. because of this film so mark zuckerberg's character i think has just been <clears throat> tainted um since the beginning of facebook to be honest and this film doesn't do him any any uh any good no it uh, doesn't. but it's brilliant <laughs> you want, but it, it, the film tricks you though because it, it makes you root for the little guy you can't yeah. help but think as he's quick talking these people in suits as he's sat there in just a hoodie and a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, and you can't yeah. help but think, yeah, 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 fuck the system. Fuck fuck yeah. everyone else. Like, like yeah. he's a little man making his way in the world. But then... Because, see, 
I have a um, I have the opposite spectrum of that because I like I'd only watched this very recently for this podcast. I had never seen it before. I remember yeah. Xander even on Blu-ray years ago. Uh, yeah, I did just to try and get me to watch it, and I still didn't watch it because I'm a twat. Um, but yeah, like so, he's been begging me to watch this film for years, and so I finally watched it. And I wasn't on the side of the little guy; I was on the side of Andrew Garfield the entire time because I knew the story of Facebook anyway. Mm. Like I yeah. researched that beforehand anyway because it interested me how much he screwed everybody over and how much of an ass he was. And it's just the the story of Facebook and the creation of it is so interesting because it involves a guy who started Napster. And because I don't yeah. even know about Napster anyway, because sort of like Metallica be like having this really big thing against them, because I know um, Lars Ulrich had this really big like thing against the guy who created Napster, and they sued him to the ground, and then everybody else followed suit. But yeah. at the same time, I is that what the South um, Park episode's about? Yeah, it is. It's exactly. <laughs> I thought what it was about, about like Napster doing music. <laughs> no, it's uh, because Spotify it doesn't steal music; they pay for it. It's just they don't get paid a lot for it. But at the same time, because they pay for the license of the music in the big summer first, no matter what, they're making money from that. So um, it was all about like Napster, everybody stealing music, literally. But uh, the the thing for me with this film was I only watched one clip from it beforehand, and it wasn't the like the scene where you guys were on about. It was the scene in the club where they're sh- oh, having to shout over everybody, yeah. and I remember watching the behind the scenes of that because i was having to watch it for my audio class in um in my second year of uni and how they actually had everybody dancing and like this music playing and everything and they had to actually have them shouting over them because he wanted to like uh the director it was david fincher wasn't it david fincher yeah yeah david fincher wanted them to you know like have this realism in this scene and the realism of they can't hear each other this is a this is a business meeting in one of the loudest places ever yeah. Clearly, he doesn't give a shit, and clearly Jesse Eisenberg's character of Mark Zuckerberg does. But yeah. no matter what, I was never rooting for Mark Zuckerberg because I know he's a slimy turd. <laughs> Good lord! I, I just, There's I just one way of putting it. Yeah. Where but is everyone? When it comes to... Where uh, Where is everyone thinking of going? I am gonna go the social network. I think. Wow. Okay, so uh, before coming on, like when I first watched it, I was going to be going for the nice guys. I've rewatched it recently again. Uh, I rewatched the social network a few days after watching it because I was like, you know what? I I thought it was a very good movie. I feel like a second watch is going to make me appreciate it more. So yeah. I watched it again and I realized just how beautiful this movie is holy crap and how gorgeous some of the shots are alone like the writing the pacing every single thing about this movie was fantastic david fincher absolutely knocked out of the park at telling this story of like the, the opening of facebook and even though the main thing that got me as well of the story of facebook in general was the guy who did napster had one suggestion for this entire thing it's a good yeah. point actually didn't he? it was literally just remove the from the title and he got, was it like 27% of it? Oh, we got a stupid first? amount, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And Andrew Garfield, who literally funded the entire thing at first, helped create it, got nothing. And it made me realize just how incredible this biopic is. And by the way, Xander, it is biopic. You know why? Because you don't say biography, you say biography. 
I've been oh, uh, David's been saying biopic and I've been saying biopic. It's, it's, biopic. Yeah, it's a biography picture. Yeah, so it's Bio a biopic. Pic. Yeah, but biopic sounds better. Detail, no, detail. detail. Anyway, David, where are you voting for? Uh, so, annoyingly, I was, like I said, I was originally going to be going for The Nice Guys because I think that movie is hilarious. I love every second of it. It's so enjoyable. But as a movie and as a film fan, as a filmmaker myself, hint, hint, I kind of have to go toward, like, lean towards social networks. So oh. I'm going to have to go social network on this. Oh, my network. God. Oh, my I'm God. I was not expecting that. this. Honestly, I just moved The Nice Guys into the next round. <laughs> I was expecting to get obliterated. Alex, <laughs> Alex, any final thoughts? Um, fuck you. I'm done for the night. <laughs> um, well, I'm voting the social network. Yeah, I'm. I'm voting nice guys, man. I'm gonna stick with, um, stick with my guns. I'm devastated that guns. that had to happen so early because the nice guys <laughs> is genuinely. That I thought that would have been that would have gone really far, but it it's all about who you get matched up with. I I was convinced yeah. it was going out then. I was like, "There's no way it's beating the social network." The social network. When I watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Like, <laughs> uh, this is this is this is beautiful." Like like David said, this is a this is a beautiful film. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so. It's like it it's oh, if Mark Zuckerberg could make the most efficient like website at, for its time anyway then this film is the most efficient film represent it is. that it so is. i don't mind being beaten by it the social network goes through and the nice guys get angry um yeah. that was that come on you could do better than that one no that's the sequel not the nice guys <laughs> The no angry. social oh, network is over the nice guys. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. That was good. That was good. That was good. The next Jim, matchup. Oh, Mark, Zucker Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg screws the... over the nice guys. <laughs> like always. <laughs> the next matchup is um man, it's it's me v Alex again. It's the number five seed, <laughs> uh, School of Rock from Alex's list, and the number twelve seed is In Bruges, and that's from my list. Um, <laughs> Alex, do you want to uh, do you want to talk about a movie? Right, so School of Rock, man. Like, it's not in Bruges. I'm not trying to say it's a masterpiece. Is it my favorite film of all time? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it is. You know, is it? Is the fuck out of that. It's so. It's so perfect. Wholesome. Like, like it's. You can't watch it and be like, oh, what the fuck? You can't oh, hate it. Sorry. You can't hate it. You really can't. Like, it's so... I mean, if you don't like music, you probably won't watch the film. But if you like music and you watch the film, you'll definitely like it. Yeah. It's, and like I say, it's not in Bruges. In Bruges is a beautiful character piece. Yeah. And and like it's so dark and funny and tragic and amazing. You're doing my job here for me. And but, <laughs> but I was saying this to my sister. Um okay, I went home. I'd spent most of lockdown um like in Leeds, living on my own. And then I went home 
and I was talking to my sister and I'd recently rewatched School of Rock and I was like, I don't think that I would be the person I am today if I hadn't watched School of Rock when I was younger. And because it's, it was just the music and there was a guy who was my age who was playing rock guitar with a top hat on and a a shit ton of scarves and he was doing (laughs) it in school and I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And then I've been trying to do that ever since. And it's not really worked out. I left school. (laughs) Um, The dream has died. No. Um, (laughs) Well, that got dark. No, no, the dream hasn't died. It's all right. It's all right. I got darker than the rouge. But no, I've got a... It was literally like number one of my favorite films of all time, even though I think that the other nine are better made films. And yeah, better films. I've I've had the, I've got the same complex, and I'll get to my favorite movie um, later on in the episode. But um, yeah. I completely understand that sometimes it's just something same. that clicks, and it's, and yeah. it's so important to the to you that you're like, yeah, this is this is up there, and I yeah, res- well. I respect that. Yeah, as a as a part of film history, you don't always think of like School of Rock when you hear masterpiece. But no matter what, that movie is important to you, and that's why you think it's that's why it's your favorite film of all time. It's not necessarily the quality of a movie; it's the importance of it to you. And I I, I respect the hell out of that. Like the first the first song, no, the second song I learned on guitar. The first song was Smoke on the Water, obviously. obviously but um, the. The second one was the song from School of Rock that they play at the end because I oh, loved wow. it that much. Yeah, that's a great song as well. It is a great song. Um, Pop taste song. So this feels a little hollow now, but I'm going to talk about In Bruges. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> as Alex said, it's a beautiful character piece about two hitmen. We did a we did a whole episode on it a few a few yeah, weeks we ago. Me and David did. Let, a... Let's not talk about too about yeah, this one too much. That's fair. We've done the entire um, episode on. Yeah, I I absolutely love In Bruges. Um, I want to know what what uh, James thinks of these two movies. Right. Okay. <clears throat> to be honest, I'm ready to vote. To be honest, because because uh, y- you all know, we, for, for we... long time listeners know <laughs> that I uh, I am the, the the you know the the hemophobe of the group, <laughs> shall we say? Uh, and I don't like any film that makes me have a panic attack. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean that's kind of many fair. people do like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a strange type of person that does. There are the there are the few. <laughs> well yeah, I'm I, I'm not one of those people. So uh I was I was, you know, I was looking forward to this film. You know what I took away from this film besides the whole panic and whatnot? Uh, Colin Farrell has very thick eyebrows. <laughs> 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 that is not what I thought you were going to say. Of all the things, beautiful places you've ever seen in your life, it's Colin has really thick eyebrows. <laughs> it's just some shots. It's just. It's just <laughs> I was looking at him, and I'm like, it's like the whole when they get onto the movie set for the first time, and he's talking to that girl. And <laughs> I just, I just, well, co- I couldn't help but think. I think I just James, is re- like, James is referring to the scene there where he's talking about how dwarves normally kill themselves. Exactly. <laughs> Dark <laughs> humor. Thinking about his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
really see thick it. eyebrows. <laughs> I can't unsee that. This um, <laughs> this wasn't originally on my list. We did a first draft of this, and uh, yeah, it wasn't there. And then I rewatched it for that podcast that we did a few weeks ago, and then had to put it on because I yeah. realized how, like, how great that movie is, and how, you know, not uh, I was gonna say important, but it's not important to me. Like compared uh, to the what the way Alex was talking, it's not it's not an important movie to me. I just it just affects me. But every time I watch it, I'm. I get drawn into these characters and hope that something will change when I watch it and it won't be as tragic as it is. But it, you know, obviously it's it's done. You can't change it. The soundtrack. The soundtrack is is amazing. Soundtrack Mm. is amazing. I, I watched it and then I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. I need to just have the sound. Like that needs to be the soundtrack for my life. Like, 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 I don't even, like, I don't even care that it's so sad. It's so pretty. And, like, I just listened to to it for the rest of the day. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the name of the person. Yeah. Now, um, I didn't actually get to finish in Bruges. Yeah, you didn't, uh, no. Yeah, because it was, it was that bad. <laughs> the, the, the film wasn't bad, but, like, you know, the, the panic, panic attack, attack was, was. It was that bad. <laughs> um, so, uh, f- first time where I could find a f- feel myself going a bit was uh, was the was the confession scene um, when Colin Farrell accidentally shoots the kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like seeing the actual wound on the kid, that wasn't that wasn't too bad. But it was like when he picked up the card with the blood on it, it. Yeah. and I was like, oh no, because it's, it's simple stuff like that that, it, that you know it's it's easy to make look so not real. like over the top gore. It's literally just something that's very realistic is what sets it off. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I'll get I'll get into the next bit, but <laughs> um, but yeah, like that was like the first bit. That was the first red flag for me, and I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't be watching this. Um, I thought, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna keep going. And um, how far? Because uh, I, I got to the scene where um, Finky throws himself off of the building. Brendan Lee says it's like yeah. ten to fifteen minutes towards the end, so you got almost all the way through the movie. So right, okay. I got up to that bit, and because I was like, "Oh, they're not gonna show it. They're not good. They'll, they'll see. They'll they'll, sh- they'll see him jump off, and that'll be it." But no, you see him splat. You, you, you see him full on hit the ground, and not only that, he's not dead. All right, he's yeah. died. So Colin yeah. Farrell goes over to him and starts having a conversation. That point, I was because I was fine with it, and I saw I don't know what it was. I think it must have been like a chunk of brain or something like that. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty point, great. At that point, I decided enough was enough. It looks great. Though. I needed to go and be sick. It does look great. <laughs> I need yeah. to go to the toilets very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. And, yeah, and I full on had to turn the TV off and. School of Rock's got not, not got anything like that. No, exactly. No, so for me, School of Rock wins just on principle. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> just on before, principle. Before we, um, before we go on to it, I'm going to quickly just talk about both of you. So School of Rock for me, once again, I love it. I watched it a lot as a kid. It has definitely shaped my uh, my like taste in music in general. Yeah. Uh, what, what also helped that was my mum li- making me listen to a lot of rock from a very early age. That's why Hybrid Fairy is one of my favourite is my favorite album of all time because i listened to it from literally when i was like four years old and i have non-stop listened to it since so that's why i'm going to be spending 130 pound on the vinyl of it soon lovely love um, that love but, that for you yeah yeah uh but 
when it comes to which movie, so when it comes to which movies made better, hundred percent in Bruges, obviously. But I'm not gonna lie, I love in Bruges. I really do. I talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah. Doing it. But School of Rock, man, it's it's that spe- School of Rock's one of those films that I can turn on at any point if I'm having a really shit day, if you know my depression's going a bit bad, and I want to just watch a film and turn, and just turn my brain off, kind of. I feel like I can put on School of Rock. I feel like every time School of Rock gets gets voted, it's going to be like, but it's School of Rock. It's like, yeah, exactly. That, that yeah, is a completely it's, fair it's argument. It's School of Rock. Yeah, that is a completely fair Jack, argument. Yeah, I I love Jack Black. I love the entire I love the entire idea of Jack Black just being a stupid teacher who hey. like gets these kids into music because I always wanted to get more people into rock music. I tried as a lot as a kid and failed. Well, he's the kind and of teacher that you I always have these friends for. now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And but, I never yeah. got to have that teacher, and I will, no. you know, never become that teacher either. But you know what? I've gotten some people into rock music before. I can try again. And you so will I'm fail. Go to school of rock. I've, <laughs> I've done it before. You know, my, one of my like high school friends never used to listen to it. Now he literally headbangs the Slipknot every day. So James is voting school of rock. David's voting school of rock. Um, I'm gonna vote in Bruges. Um, well, and yeah, I, you kind of have to. I accept the defeat with grace and Take decorum it. because I... Take it! Good lord. Filmed <laughs> you in, Xander. Oh, dear. You filmed you in. Um, yeah, Just I, let him defeat in Bruges. <laughs> I, I, can, I, cannot, um, I cannot be... I'm not upset about in Bruges leaving. I mean, I'm gutted, but School of Rock is a fantastic movie and yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what it goes up against in the next round. Um, I'm just honestly, I'm just glad I don't have to talk about it again. I, just, <laughs> I don't have to have that picture in my head again. Um, <laughs> Alex, uh, do you want to wrap things up here? Just out of interest, yeah. which film had you swapped it out for? I swapped it out for The Shining. Oh, School of Rock would have definitely won against that. Shit. <laughs> no, <wouldn't it? laughs> Not at all. It's a, it's a, it's moving a, on. It's a good job that I lose to the show. Moving on. Because there was, there's no way you're getting me watching The Shining. <laughs> there's no the Shining, way. I was about to say, The Shining's not going. Then I remembered the, the elevator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's so, no way you're getting me watching that. School of Rock moves on and in Bruce gets a... Uh, it kills a kid. Oh um, my God. That's okay. He could have just said it, he really hoped it wouldn't die, but it did. Oh, yep. there you go. I, I'm not as really? clever as you, David. Since when are we doing better at the, the you know, the transition jokes? With, uh, with you? <laughs> the entire when? time. We did better last time as well. Um, the next matchup is an interesting one. I want to know what your guys' thoughts on this movie is. Uh, it's me again. It's my, uh, it's the number 13 seed, one of my movies. It's Blind Spotting. It's versus the number four seed. And it's one of James's. It's John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. Mm. Now I've got to say this is probably the, the the goriest film that I like. I was going to say because this film is very brutal. It is, yeah. yeah like there's the, bits. The sound design alone would have set me off if I had him. Like if I was a hemophobe. Yeah. Well, there's bits. I saw this in the cinema and. Um, that was a mistake. <laughs> 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 um, 
and I was I was watching it, and it's the scene where um, he's about to stab someone's eye. Um, yeah, such yeah that bit right in because I was like, oh, it's just the opening. Scene. I know it follows immediately on after the second film, uh, but I was like, oh, it won't be too bad straight away, surely. And um, uh, nope, someone gets their eye stabbed out, and you see everything. That and opening, yeah, yeah. that I, opening twenty minutes has some of the best action I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's literally, like, the book so alone, good in the first library. twenty minutes. Yeah, so I just so for that, because I, I, I know what's coming up, because it's probably one of my favorite films at the moment. Um, and every single time that comes up, I'm like, nope, look away, look away, look away. Because <laughs> I, I, I know roughly how long it is, so I'm like, good, it's okay to look back now. And then the scene where he loses the finger. Um, oh, I, I can't. I can't watch that either. Uh, so, it, so it's again like, look away, look away, look away. Okay, we're good. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get to another action movie in the next matchup. But like the thing I love about this, that John Wick Chapter Three is the choreography. It's yeah. It's, it's like a dance, especially towards the end when it's him versus these final few like ninjas. Yeah, yeah. it's well, amazing. Great. It's um especially impressive because it's actually Keanu Reeves doing pretty much well almost all of this yeah like hell he's yeah. uh, he, he was riding the horse in manhattan he, yeah. Like, yeah that was him doing that the most all the pictures for that. um and there's videos of him and um halle berry online just um just watch it just, you know at gun ranges just doing all sorts of you know assault courses you know to prepare for this film and it's mental the amount that goes into it and the it fact is. that uh, and and how it ends as well like going into you know chapter four and like that and five has now been announced as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I think it's incredible. I think it's because I I watched the first I, I watched these in um like a machete kind of order because I, I watched it um I watched the third film first because I had nothing else to do one day <laughs> and um and I loved it and then mm-hmm. I saw the first film and then the second and I loved every single one of them I think it's probably one of the only franchises that actually gets better as it goes on a bit like yeah. how Mission Impossible does which I'm actually yes. kind of surprised none of the Mission Impossible uh, Mission Impossible films are on Mission here. Impossible yeah Mission Impossible <laughs> Mix it Impossible it's like Sean yeah. Connery's turned up in it Mission Impossible <laughs> Hello, well, Mr. Hunt. How can you see, see it? You know, I, I, was, I was tempted to put um, Starring Tom Cruise. Rogue Nation or Fallout into my top ten because I love yeah. them so much. I've, I've talked about Xander with how much I love these films a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Xander are 100% going to be doing an entire episode on the series at some point. Probably. So, I've still not seen all of them. The good. You can join us. Yeah, I've seen them. Um, five. So, Blind Spot. May, may I, sorry, may I just say about John Wick? Go for it, go for it, go for it, go for it. It, it the, from the first film to the end of the third film, it's like four weeks long. Like yeah. In, the, yeah. in the world of the film. Yeah, this is literally just three weeks within this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but, and it's not, because of that, that's like a normal one film's length amount of time. Yeah. So you're seeing, to be like quite honest, a lot of filler. And not a lot of story, but but the entire world of John Wick is the most intriguing part of it. Like there's, yes, there is. I've always the, said this as well. the The world building that happens between each of the films, with like the different groups coming in, and the, uh, this idea that there is a hotel where you go and you can't kill anyone and you're safe there, 
and yeah. everyone's welcome and yeah. like that and there's all of these rules and there's the table and of the like the different hierarchies of everyone and i just think that that is that makes up for the all of this filler because when you're watching the filler you're like oh this is this is world building so when i say yeah. filler that's not really fair it is just a lot of world building yeah. Yeah, and also go quick. Just say before we move on to train spot, uh, blind spot. I don't know why I said train spotting. Um, like Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I love great this movie so much. I I think that Lawrence Fishburne is completely wasted in these films in general because the he needs to be in them more because the the idea of his character being like this rogue version of the Continental in a sense. Is so interesting. Yeah, but he's still, he, but he's still kind of a part of that organization he's, as well. He's in, yeah, he's in the loop of them, but they they respect his privacy. They respect yeah. that he's you know the continental, but for the people that have you know broken the rules, basically. Yeah, and has, has anyone actually looked up the rules kind of of this world? Yes. Yeah, I have, and it's, it's a, a lot of it is really interesting. There's so much depth to the Continental in general. That's why I'm mm. so glad they're doing a Continental TV series. Yeah, I, I think, think the Continental has so much potential to branch off into so many different yeah. things. Yeah. I think probably the most interesting but kind of obvious rule is, uh, it, it was not, it's not, not obvious, but you get the gist. It's that um, death isn't personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. Like, it's a check. Because... You know, you literally see John, like, he'll be having a relatively nice conversation with someone, like, yeah, how's your kids? How's your kids? Suddenly, headlock, head snapped, uh, just, what, yeah. you know, neck snapped. That's it. Yeah. It's like and, in, um, it's in the second one, isn't it, when he walks past Common, and he and he says, you right, John? He's like, hey, he's like, are you working? He's like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, he's killed someone. And so then he's panicking. Yeah. So yeah. It's just a job. It's just a job. Um. <laughs> Are we ready to talk about Blindspine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I want to know what you all thought of it because this for me is the I think it's probably the smallest movie on this list. Yeah, right. I think so. Did anyone see um The Hate You Give when that came out? Yes, I saw. No. Yeah, I got I got serious Hate You Give vibes over this. Um, so basically this follows if you've not seen it you should. It's fantastic. Um, it follows a guy out on parole. Um, after getting out of prison and he's towards the end of his parole uh, pro- probation even not parole probation and uh, he's got his last three days and then thing and then he witnesses a guy get shot in the street by a cop and sort of and he's trying to live his life through for the next three days trying to get off probation before he gets arrested for something like and literally anything um mm. and it's like a social commentary on like race and police brutality and stuff mm. like that yeah what so did you guys that's most that's like thing, putting it very simply i think yeah. it, what's most interesting is the film is literally like the the goal his goal for the protagonist in this film is survive three days without getting arrested yeah which yeah. i have done very easily for 19 years yeah right and he has to do it for three days but he sees a, a, 
um, a policeman kill a black guy. Yeah. And then at the start of the film, and then suddenly you get this impending doom feeling, and it's like, mm. oh, it could be him. And you're watching this guy, and it's like there's no reason that this guy would commit a crime. He's very calm. He clearly regrets what he's done. Yeah. He's clearly sorry. And yeah. then it's just you, but then the anxiety because of the racism that is in America is just there and you can't escape that. And that's the enemy of the film. And how the fuck do you do that? You do that like that. I said to Xander, I watched it with him and it finished. And I was like, that is the closest thing to a piece of theater as a film that I've ever seen. It was brilliant. Mm, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I, um, I only watched this once again for the podcast. And usually when it comes to this kind of film, when I like it this much, I usually say, I regret not watching it earlier. This is the one time I've not said just because I feel like watching it now with everything that's been going on for the past few months in America, it's had so much more of an impact on me, like as a person in general, because it's so similar to what we what we've been hearing lately, and because we never used to hear about that kind of thing, especially in the UK, we didn't hear about stuff going on in America when it comes to police brutality. Well, it was made in a response to the stuff that was happening last year. Exactly, and the racism in America is not. Well, this this, it, this yeah, came out. I was going to say, are you sure? It says it's come out in 2018. Yeah, this came it, out 2018. Exactly. So, like, since then, the film means more because yeah, exactly. It meant it meant it was made for a reason back then, but and then to be like, hey guys, stop, and then now two years later, it's just worse, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, that's scary. Yeah, and I think um, like the most interesting part of this film is it doesn't just focus on uh, the black side of it. It focuses on the idea of like white people in a certain area who you know are always seen as like ah oh, they're just posing or something like that, and he feels like he has to prove himself. Yeah, to be something that he isn't. But even though he's grown up in that neighborhood, he's always grown up like that. I think that was a really interesting part of it. Like, and remember Xander saying that the, both the uh, main actors wrote it together. Yeah, they which did. Which is incredible. Yeah. And, and I need to see more of those two together. I need to see more of their writing side because it is beautiful. Yeah. It's... And it's terrifying at the same time. The fact that this is still going on on a daily basis, no matter what, that is happening constantly. It's, um... it, it, it opens your eyes to the idea of like how horrible it is as a black person in america and in general but especially in like low-income areas in america the i think we can all agree that the best scene in the movie is the final scene the confrontation mm. right yeah what, in the house yeah with the policeman yeah yeah that is one of the most tense scenes I've seen it. I know I said that about Whiplash earlier, but like, this is tension because yeah. you know you don't know whether he's gonna shoot, and he doesn't know whether he's gonna shoot, and that's I think the scariest part. Yeah, 
and like the what he's saying as well because basically they have a thing all the way through the movie where they rap to each other uh the two friends and that's how just how they communicate with each other and it's a really interesting way of talking to each other and then he does it to this cop and it's while he's holding a gun and like it's it just adds to the like the tension well, could you be? Could you imagine being on the receiving end of that? Oh, I'd shit no, my pants. Because I, yeah, I can't imagine it though. That's the thing. Like, I can't imagine being on the receiving end of it because I've never had in like a situation like that. Like, I've done obviously, yeah. I've, obviously, I've not done like anything illegal, but I've done stuff that probably would be, especially if like I was in that situation as a black person in America. No matter what, I would have been pulled over. Yeah, like, even if like it, it wasn't. A at all but no matter what just walking down the street for him was an intense moment and that gave me a like a small bit of a panic attack if anything yeah like there's the some really great walking down the street with a light flashing on him yeah that's a terrifying that's a really great moment and that that whole yeah. scene that he has with the with the friend where it's like they're basically explaining how both of them are being like misrepresented mm. because he's like you're doing all the things that they think that I'm doing mm. and you're the guy they're looking for yeah and it's like that's some yeah it's it, it's it's, it's, in, it's really well written it's really well written very poignant very yeah. poignant um two very very different movies uh, Very different, yeah. Where are we? Uh, uh, where what, are we going? What are we going for? Uh, well, I've obviously I've got to go for John Wick. You're going yeah, John I'm Wick. Go John Wick. I'm I'm gonna go blind spot. And I love John Wick as a movie. I love John Wick as a franchise. It's one of my favorite action franchises of all time already. Yeah. Um, but blind spot is such an important movie that I can't let it. I can't let. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. When I remember Xander saying to me like, "You're gonna want to rewatch this movie." And I said to him after finish, he was like, I kind of want to already put it on now. And I once again, I have rewatched it since. Oh, wow. I rewatched it the other day. And it is beautiful. The like the, the rap, I don't usually listen to rap anyway, but the rapping in that film is, it's such an interesting point because it's used as a plot device. It's not used as just like a bit of music. It's literally used as a way to tell a story. And it's made me look at that genre in general in a completely different way. I'm so, going yeah, for I'm... blind spotting as well. I, can, I, I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. Yes, you are correct, Alex. It is a masterpiece. Um, I'm obviously going blind spotting. Blind spotting goes through. John Wick gets a uh, gets killed, killed off. <laughs> that... That's not. Because he's a hitman. Got an open got. Contract on him. He's got an open contract on him. There right. Go. The next matchup. Come on. The You've next matchup. The next matchup. <laughs> Again, two very different movies. We've got yes. <laughs> the number three seed. It's it's fucking me again. Jesus. And me. Yeah. It's a uh, the raid two, which is on mine and David's list, versus the number fourteen seed. It is Apollo 13, and that is on yeah, James' list. Yeah, that was my list as well, wasn't it? I was yeah. disappointed by Apollo 13. Really? Same. Yeah, same. 
What? Wow! I'm going to jump in here. What a slate! Well, I get we don't need to vote then, do we? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in first and just quickly explain why I was disappointed. So once again, I love biopics. Yeah, uh, it is biopics, Xander. Um, I absolutely oh. love them, but this one I just didn't care. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> I thought there were some amazing moments. Hold like the, the phone. The you didn't care about the story of like three astronauts getting stuck in space. Like not, not stuck, nearly dying. Being the first people to ever die in space, thankfully, thank God, no one else ever has. I don't know. It just didn't. It just never gripped me. Yeah, I just. How didn't did it not grip really... you? It's the biggest space <laughs> disaster in <laughs> history. Really so yeah, the reason it, it, it didn't grip me was because I personally I prefer sci-fi space movies when it's like actual sci-fi. What do you so want? Like it's not sci-fi at all. This is yeah, real. No, yeah, exactly. That's why I prefer sci-fi when it comes to space movies. I don't I don't really give a crap about like Neil Armstrong and them lot. What? I don't care about them landing on the moon. I care oh about them going into interdimensional space onto different planets. I've seen oh the moon in pictures. God. I don't need to see the moon in the movie. Alex, you said something the other day when we watched it. What um and I and I want you to say it again about well, another no. movie that's similar. Oh, The Martian's way better. Yeah. The Martian, like, I know it's not real, but like, like, I know, like, Apollo 13 was, it was was 25 years after it actually happened. It was like a big thing. Yeah, it's tense, but (laughs) it's not as tense as The Martian, right? It's fucking real! Nah, nah, right, right. I cared more. Matt Damon and his potatoes. Oh my and god! And the things he was planting. Um, I cared more for him than I did do for Tom Hanks. What am I hearing? And, and, yeah, I, and the I, guy I've from not even the, seen the Martian. And overrated. I care more about his potatoes than I do. It's like, overrated. Oh my god! What do you love about what? this movie, James? Come on, talk to us. Try and try and sway us. <laughs> right. Okay. It's not. Gonna I'm not going to win. Job. I'm not gonna win. No, I'm just gonna put the raid two through on my computer now. But you can try. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, it's just <laughs> I don't even know how I can try. It's it's a it's a masterpiece. Tell us tell us why you like it. Tell us why tell you us like it. Because it is one of the biggest disasters in history, but they still survived. Okay. That, that, that's it. Like, no, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the film for me. Just the story alone is incredible. And I don't... How? I just... I, I, I don't mean see, if they survived. I think it was... It was, a, it was still a good movie. But, yeah. like, I think there's only a couple of mem- memorable moments. It's like when he says, Houston, we have a problem. When um, Kevin Bacon's right. okay, got his young body out. And I'm like, yo, that's young Kevin Bacon. Right. Okay. And three <laughs> is when um, they set off into space... And the anti-gravity kicks in. Tom Hanks takes his helmet off. And then he's like, oh, where do I put this? And then just lets it go. I'm like, that's really cool. Because technology-wise, that's really impressive for 1990, whatever. So none of the the whole, like, NASA trying to, you know, scrambling to try and figure out what they've got to do to fix the filter system. That didn't do anything for you. I mean, it it just... Didn't really care. Yeah, it was just just fine. I'd give it, like, a 7 or 8 out of 10. James, yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something to you now. Yeah, 
413, bit of a disappointment. I was waiting years to see it. Yeah. I used to watch the clips of it on uh, YouTube, like, you know, those movie clip things. Yeah. Like one, mm. one, one out of 13 things. And they'd actually watch the rest of them as well, not just the first one. <laughs> um, but it wasn't... It, it was a disappointment. What was the Raid 2? If I'm being honest. Whoa! I, 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 really, I really was a bit disappointed with it. Oh, shit! Okay, yeah, I thought, damn. I thought it was, okay. I thought it was awfully paced. It's two and a half hours long. It should be two hours long. Wow. It's half an hour of too much fighting. It's ridiculous. The story of it is good, but it takes ridiculously long times to get to it. There was a fight scene where I got up at the start of it, went to make beans on toast, came back, sat down, ate the beans on toast, and then the fight scene hadn't ended. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what? that's a good pick. That's good. That, nah, I think that's the nah. impressive thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's impressive, but is it boring? Yeah. I think it's really... I think I find that shit really entertaining. That's why I like the that John Wick 3 over the other ones, because it's, nah. it's more kung fu than gun fu. And I this is, again, John it's all kung fu. I love John Wick 3. I thought it was a great film. But this was too long. Wow! See, if, you, if it was so, half an hour shorter, if it was half an hour shorter, then it would be fine. But by the end of it, I just really didn't care. Wow! Wow! That has okay, me. so since this is um, one of my son's movie, uh, I'm going to start talking about. Yeah, go one, on, David. For the very two, this movie has some of the greatest action I've ever seen in a movie ever. I think that no matter what, whenever I watch like a fight scene, just random, if I just felt feel like watching a quick fight scene from a movie, it's going to be between like the bathroom scene in Mission Impossible Fallout, any fight scene from the Raid 2, or some fight scenes from the John Wick series. But nine times out of ten, I'm going to go for the Raid 2 because of the action alone. You're going to go for the kitchen incredible. fight at the end. I'm going to go for the kitchen fight at the end or the prison fight scene. The prison fight scene is one of my favourite scenes in cinema history. I really like the stuff in the prison. The prison was incredible. I thought that was the most interesting part of this movie. I Granted, I love this movie for many reasons. I think the story is incredible. It's such a different movie from the first one. Like, not only just in tone, in just scale as well. Like, this movie is literally just taking... Something from a tower block onto the main streets James. of this entire city. James, what did you think of this movie? He didn't watch I it. I didn't get to see it. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> wanted to call you out for it. Where are we voting then? Because this is going to be an interesting dynamic. Well, are we voting? Uh, who's voting the... Right, so uh, David, you first. Uh, I'm obviously going to be voting the raid too. James is going... Yeah, let's be honest. Apollo 13, I'm, right? Obviously, obviously, I've got to go Apollo 13. I'm going the raid too. The interesting yeah. vote here is Alex. Alex, where are you going? So, right, I said that Apollo 13 was disappointing. Yeah. It was very disappointing. Um, so disappointing that the Raid 2 is the thing I'm going to choose, actually. Hey! So, wow. 
unbelievable. The raid two goes through Apollo thirteen. They have a problem. Get Houston lost in space. Oh. See, that's a be- that's a better one, Xander. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm eating now. Um, the next <laughs> matchup, it's a good one. It's the number yes. eleven seed Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Uh, that is on Alex's list versus the number six seed a silent voice and this is on david's list so what we're going to yes. do now is because we realize we're taking too long basically for the opening bit it's just gonna be um alex talking about his movie david talking about his movie and then when we vote me and james will come in mm. yeah that's fair so um okay. alex you go first because uh birdman yeah. is higher up okay well birdman what a masterpiece am i right like, 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 come on. One shot. I mean, I know it's not really in one shot, but it looks like one shot. Uh, like, that is a bit trippy at times. Mm. It can make you feel like a, a, make you feel a bit dizzy, I think. Yeah. But I think <laughs> it adds to the, like, the constant, um, the film never, like, feels slow because you're constantly moving around. Um, but not only do I think it's like a technical masterpiece, the actual character of Birdman, beautifully portrayed by Michael Keaton, is brilliant. But mm. I think that the person who steals the show is definitely Edward Norton. Edward Norton. It, Edward his Norton his character is amazing. Like he, someone who. He, he almost is the opposite side of Michael Keaton. He, They both have the same dark side, but one of them is more apologetic and has accepted it. And then Michael Keaton is like get, coming to terms with it. So it's almost like they're so similar, but one of them knows where they're at and the other one is lost. And you see the two of them like counteract each um, yeah, counteract each other, and it just—it's just brilliant. I just really like it, and also the colours—it's so beautiful. I yeah, it oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Okay, so a silent voice. Uh, this is something that I've mentioned on the podcast before. Xander recently watched it for the first time as well because I've been battering him for five years to watch it, and. This is my number two in my top ten of all time. I love a sound voice with an actual passion because I think it is one of the most beautifully animated movies of all time that tells a story of trying to become a better person but in the wrong way and trying to be accepted but once again in the wrong way into a group of friends. It also tells a a story of friendship and kind of just like regrets so the, the movie opens up with basically this guy trying to kill himself on a bridge because he's been such a horrible person his entire life he's always been you know like when he was a kid he was the cool kid in school who would bully this little deaf girl and it was such a little twat and throughout the movie you, you feel sorry for him because he's such a horrible person he's it's just it's beautiful. I This movie makes me cry every single time I watch it. Granted, I cry at a lot of movies nowadays. I never used to. This was one of the first films that made me cry. It broke me. And I am so glad it did because it made me realise just how 
beautiful a story in a film can be and how important friendships are in general and how important trying to be a good person is really because i used to be a bit of a twat of a person xander can you know confirm that um xander can confirm that yeah i wasn't the greatest person i accept that i've grown from that and honestly this movie kind of Made me want it. <laughs> I have grown from that, you twat. <laughs> I'm trying to have a moment here, okay? <laughs> this is like you calling me a bitch. Xander, you're you my are bitch. a bitch. Anyway, so this movie is very important to me because of what that that reason, along with many others. As a filmmaker, I love it. It's also one of those films that it's not for everybody for the one reason alone. It is anime. As James mentioned before, it is an anime. But it's not an anime in the same sense as like what you think of when you hear anime. It's not the like etchy, like tits out all the time, Kone, like Onisama kind of stupid shit. It's Noni! it could easily yeah. It could easily be done in live action. The only reason it was done in anime is because it's a manga adaptation and it's cheaper. That is it. Because they actually got a deaf girl to do the like the voice the voice acting for the um, the deaf girl in the film, so they could have easily done it live action. Once again, it's just a lot cheaper to do anime. No, no way. Do deaf people actually exist in real life? I no thought it was way. just in the anime. Did you know? No nah, way. Nah. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> like the Nine Tails from Naruto is real as well, mate. Uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, like that was a reference that none of us got. <laughs> I don't even get it because I've only watched one episode of Naruto. Um, um, but I I get the idea that anime gets a bad rep. I understand it completely because I've watched a lot. I know why it gets a bad rep because I've seen the stuff that gives it a bad rep. It is disgusting. But this is not that. This is a beautiful movie that is stylistically and budgetally an anime. That's the only reason. I hope that this gets a live action, not an American remake, just a live action remake, because an American remake would fuck this up, a hundred percent. Well, I've ju- I just want to say, David, that was a really beautiful speech. That was a really beautiful moment, um, and I really do appreciate your thoughts. But um, I'm going to vote Birdman. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would. You know what? I accept this as well. This is one of the things I, I went into this knowing that a silent voice wouldn't get through. Because I think that once again, anime isn't for everybody. I don't. I didn't like. I didn't not like it. I did like it. I just. I think that I. I, do, I actually disagree with you. I don't think it should get made into a live action thing, because I think if you did, it would take away from the See, the like the like the, charm the spectacle of it. And I, agree I think with the, that. the the X's on the faces is a brilliant artistic idea. I yeah. think that, that is that was I said it to Xander when I went to his. I was like, that is one of the best choices that I've seen in a film. And I think I even said to Xander, I was, that's one of the things that you can do with animation that you can't do in live action. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'm still See, voting Birdman. I want I 100 percent agree with you on the um, the non live action remake. But the only reason I wanted to get a live action remake is so that people don't see it as just a shitty anime movie. I want people to see this film. I want people to see this story. And if that means getting a less, you know, stylistic at live action remake, I'm more than happy for that. And I think that proves how much I love the story in the film. The fact that even though I know it will take away from the film, it will 
still, you know, be precious to me because at least more people can see the story. Fair. Fair. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to vote Birdman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now. So. Yeah. So I, I, do, I do have to point out, I thought Birdman was incredibly disappointing. Yeah. What? Incredibly, incredibly disappointing. Um, because I, cause I, I'd, ne- I'd never seen it. I didn't know anything about it. And then I finally get to watch it. Um, it was probably about a week ago now. Um, finally get to watch it. And everyone's just been saying like, cause uh, when I, like Scott, for instance, um, the guy I used to do the breakfast show with, he was like, all right, I just saw this film. It, it opens up. He's, he's meditating, floating above it. That's the kind of visuals that you get in this. I'm like, great fantastic i'll watch this at some point so i finally get around to watching it and i was just really disappointed with it i don't know why because like you say like the whole the, the shots edward norton michael keaton hell even the birdman costume like it's it, it's all incredible and emma stone was great in it as well i loved like it. but i was just disappointed by it because it wasn't, it, it it couldn't live up to what everyone was telling me it was. That's pretty fair. Uh, See, uh, I've always had uh, that problem with um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've, I've never actually seen a Lord of the Rings film all the way through. It's a good thing what? that it's not in this lineup. Yeah, because yeah, that's I, I for another video recently. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote Birdman. So Birdman uh, goes through. Excellent. Yeah. It's all Birdman coming together. <laughs> well, it looks like it. it looks like it's the deaf leading the blind because Birdman goes through. Fuck off! Um, a silent voice has been knocked out. Yeah. Uh, we, to be fair, we, I think we should probably say the silent voice still really good. It is on Netflix. Check it out. It's one of the more, more underrated movies on this list. Thank you. The next matchup. Uh, fuck <laughs> you, James, it? for making me say this. Uh, it's the number yeah. seven seed. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith versus the uh, that's on James's list uh, the, versus the number ten seed. This is on uh, Alex's list. It is oh. Ratatouille. No. Oh wait. Okay. Do we need to really have a conversation about this? I would just like to say I love Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. Yes, we know you do. I also want to I, say that. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I want it to be on record. That, if you think you're alive, then you're better off, Dad. That knowing that this is going out right now is heartbreaking. But Wait, it's also what? Well, Revenge of the Sith is going out right now. That's what I'm on about. I'm just giving it like a eulogy before it dies. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it's great. R.I.P. But Ratatouille is the place to be. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't say. In what universe do you think we're going to put a fucking Star Wars prequel right. through over a Pixar movie, bro? No, what universe no. you living in? This, this isn't even a Pixar film. This is like a. This is an adult film, man. This is. This goes in depth about culinary, kitchen stuff. I don't know about it. I'm not a chef, but Ratatouille is not Ratatouille. Remy, that's his name. You know. When I was like, what, seven, and that film came out, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd be a rat if I could be a chef. Are you? Oh, it wouldn't be too bad. And you know? I'd, I'd be a chef. 
Like literally, he... literally. That guy, that that rat, ha- that he had a dream. He was like Martin Luther King for rats. Can I say that? Am I, I allowed to say that? The right podcast, right? <laughs> oh um, my god! I can't believe you just okay. But <laughs> you know what, James? Maybe, no, maybe, let's maybe let's let James, that let's out. Let James say his piece. Yeah, go on, James. Tell us why you're and wrong. You, you, you go ahead. I, I've I, honestly, I've got no. I'm so I'm surprised at you lot, to be honest. Uh, okay, I, you know what? Let, let's vote then. I because really <laughs> I didn't think there'd be a conversation necessary for this. <laughs> I thought that you're Star right. Wars there is no conversation necessary for this. In the snap of your hand, how? What? Why did you think that Star Wars would go through? You know that Xander hates this film, right? With a passion. Like he <laughs> hates this film. With a passion. But, but again, is a. Yeah, but it's a masterpiece. Is it though? Uh, With me, a passion. Me, Sorry, me I and Xander <laughs> were discussing this before, and I was—he was like, "Which film do you think has a chance of winning?" And I was like, "Ratatouille." No. I think that could win. No, ra- no, Ratatouille for me is probably one of the worst Pixar films. Whoa, whoa! Back whoa. up, Sonny Jim. I bet you like Brave. Nah, I didn't like Brave. Brave isn't Pixar. I don't think it no, is. It. Yeah, Brave oh, it is. is Pixar. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, it? Some, whole... Someone <laughs> hasn't listened to my Pixar podcast. <laughs> Intense plug plug. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'm really I'm just surprised. <laughs> well, you can be surprised in the trash. Yeah. Okay, so what what uh, are we doing? Ratatouille goes on through. Yeah, didn't you understand from that last conversation, David? Ratatouille is going through. Rat- okay, so, Be- before we even started vote. this tournament, Ratatouille was already in the next round. Yeah. I am going to vote for Fuck You, Xander. Revenge of the Sith. Yes! Xander, I beg we use and your dad. Si- and since it was my No, vote, you don't beg we use my friend. dad. Why does he like that? No. My dad loves Star I'm Wars. Gonna I'm, I'm going to use my one. I'm going to use my one. Who's Hold yours? On. Uh, my mate Holly, who's a massive Star Wars fan, <laughs> just roll Star Wars through. Hey, no, hi, Holly. I actually, you're, on the, um, you're on the Filmian podcast. No cheating. Hi, Holly. Thank hi. you for doing this. Uh, they can't. Uh, Xander said hi, Holly. Thank you for doing this. Hi. Okay, so um, the current like situation that we've got is basically we've got a tiebreaker between Ratatouille and Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. And we need you to choose the film that goes through. So I need to choose which one's better? Yeah. Two? Fuck! No! Yes! Yeah! Wait, did you just admit to cheating, David? You're disqualified. No! <laughs> so what happened then was I was getting you to try and vote it just so I could piss Xander off even more for the podcast. But you, you betrayed me and now... You were the chosen one, Holly! You were the chosen one! I loved you like a brother! You can't speak the truth when on a podcast you have to adhere to the rules of the... Like, the law of equivalence exchange, Holly. David, remember you are only the (laughs) co-host. Well, you know he doesn't tell people he's the co-host. He tells all his friends he's the host. Uh, 
No, I don't. I say the co-host. No, he doesn't. Yeah, He's well, he lies. Thank you, for, thank you for doing this, Holly. Uh, we'll have to have a talk about this on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, be talk, we'll be talking. Don't worry. Thank you very Bye. much, Holly. You're a wonderful person. What a cow. <laughs> Mad. Nice. I am shocked. I'm not. I'm not. It's, 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 it's clearly a better film. so clear. I was going to go for Ratatouille, but I was literally trying to do that for the funny moment of Xander screaming in pain <laughs> that he has to talk about Star Wars Vengeance <laughs> Tiff again. Well, so you're going to hear me... I have to change my vote to Ratatouille now. Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, Ratatouille God, goes it, through, Holly. obviously. I can't believe James even thought for a second that Revenge of the Sith would go through when it's got horrible acting, horrible pacing, horrible writing, horrible direction, horrible CGI backgrounds. And I was talking to Alice about this. My problem with the CGI is not that it's bad. The CGI is fantastic in a lot of the scenes. It's as soon as there's a real person there and it's tangible and you're like, what the fuck is happening on my screen right now? Why is Ewan McGregor riding a, like, a plastic lizard? What is happening? We've spoken about this. Go to your happy place. Breathe in. <sighs> okay. Star Wars. Original Star Wars. Original Star Wars. Solo. I just Solo a Star Wars story. My happy place. Solo oh, a Star Wars story. No, right, okay. No Solo way. a Star Wars story. No. Next Rogue round. One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. The next I round. It's me again. It's uh, the number 15 seed, uh, Airplane. One of my movies. Oh, and um, Versus the number two seed... <laughs> Uh, Django Unchained. This is uh, Alex. This is on Alex's and David's lists. Well, I'll let um, David take this one. Yeah. Well, time for you to be taught a fucking lesson, Sonny Jim Laddie Boy Xander. That was me <laughs> smacking my hand. Okay, so reasons why Airplane sucks. It's old and it's not funny. Reasons why Django Unchained is a fantastic movie. One, it deals with tones of racism. Two, it deals with those in fantastic ways. Three, Jamie Foxx. Four, Leonardo DiCaprio. Five, Dr. Schultz, a.k.a. Christoph Waltz. Six, Big Daddy, a.k.a. I think it's... I've forgotten his bloody name. Nobody help him. Nobody help him. He's dug his own grave. I'm going to Google this. Big <laughs> Daddy Django. Big Daddy. Tell me who it's played by. It's the guy from Knives Out. Knives Out. Yeah, I know, but I've not watched Knives Out. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. Yeah, exactly. His name is Don Johnson. Not only does the movie deal with racial and well, not even undertones, it's literally just dealing with racism in the eighteen hundreds, I believe. It is also dealing with bounty hunters, and it's basically the exact opposite of what a spaghetti western is, and it's also the most spaghetti western film ever, and I love it to bits. Not only is it all because of that, I love this film because of many other reasons, such as the relationship between Schultz and Django themselves. I think that that relationship is so adorable because not only are they friends, he's like a tutor to him. There's literally a scene where he's teaching him how to read. It's like a father. making sure that he knows exactly what... Yeah, he's literally... It's a father-son relationship. No matter what, that is adorable. And I watched... it. This was the first Tarantino movie I watched. And this is the film that made me want to do filmmaking. I watched the film and I was like, Damn, that's a movie. I want to do this. I, I want to make something like this. 
and I never pro- I probably will never get to that level. I understand this movie has flaws. I know that this movie can get a little bit draggy towards the end and a bit of a pacing issue towards the end. It's probably yeah. about 15 to 20 But no matter what, this is still a perfect movie to me. So fuck Airplane. It's not funny. There you go. That's my piece. Okay. Mic drop. Um, I can't help it if you don't find Airplane funny. That is... That is, um, it, comedy is the most subjective thing. That's why there's not many straight That's up true. comedies on this list. There, there's not many other. There's not many straight up That's just comedy true. movies because no, comedy no. is subjective. So, you know, everyone has their own, has their own humor. For me, Airplane is the funniest movie of all time. I can watch this any time of day. It will cheer me up alongside Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's just my kind of humor. It's my kind of dumb, dad jokey humor. And I'm so down for that. And lots of other people love this movie for good reason. It's it's a classic story of like a guy trying to get his girlfriend back and then something happened, like the, the airplane comes. I mean, it's not a classic story, but he's trying to get his girlfriend back. That's the classic part of the story. But then obviously like the, the uh, crew becomes ill, so he has to come in and sit and uh, fly the plane instead. With... It's like it's a parody movie. You said earlier, David, you love parody movies. This is a parody movie of a '60s or a '50s airplane disaster movie, and it's got the same dialogue, but then just flipped because of like with what they're doing with it. And now, the, the this movie is more famous than the other one. Leslie Nielsen is fantastic. This is his first breakout role as a comedy star. Um, I think yeah, it's just funny. What can I say? The classic lines in this, like. Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious, but don't call me Shirley. <laughs> That's the most one of the most classic gags in in movie history. Yeah, I I really like this film, and I can't help it if you don't find it funny. It's I think you can still say it's a good movie. It's a well made movie, but if you don't find it funny, then that's I can't do anything about that. I I just wish you did. Fair. What does everyone else think of Airplane? Sort of domestic. I, I like Airplane. I think it's really funny. Boom. I, I really like it. I'm sorry, Xander, but I turned it off. Really? I did not like it. What? That's a shock. That's a sh- I yeah. thought you'd I thought you'd really like Airplane. Yes, James. I turned it off. I, I couldn't I I it was like the whole like the hospital joke was kind of what what got it for me. What, like what, like, what, we need a hospital. What's that? Oh, it's a building full of patients. Like, that, it was funny. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it just kind of did it for me. I'm like, they're just, oh. they're just funny dad jokes. That's the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what did it, and I, I turned it off. Tell me everything from the beginning. Well, first there were dinosaurs, but they got too big and fat. Yeah. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. <laughs> I, th- I think if you, I think if you were able to modernize that, it could be better. I Unfortunately, I mean, we have modernized it. Tried to do that. They have in things like superhero movie, in things like scary movie, in things like disaster movie, in things like epic yeah, movie. It's the movie same guys. Right. Yeah, but like, scary, like, scary movie was good though. Scary and movie super, is good, but super, the sequels are. Scary movie was okay. But then, like, I mean, the other ones, superhero movie, disaster movie, epic movie, romance movie, all these movies. All bumps in the road. They're just, it's by the same guy. And he's, yeah. trying, to, he's trying to modernize it, but it's not 
modern. It's not a modern comedy style anymore. Yeah. Well, I think if you could, if you could if you found a way of evolving that style of comedy is what I mean. Except I don't know how you'd go about that. Maybe, maybe I am on an island here, and I'm okay with that. Maybe if I hadn't watched this loads as a kid and watched it with my dad, my dad loves this movie and rolls laughing yeah. every time we watch it. So that's why I think I'm so attached to it and why I find it so funny. Probably yeah. is because I remember watching it with you for the first time, and you were pissing yourself laughing. Yeah, and I was just there with a straight face. I didn't find. Like, I love a good dad joke, don't get me wrong, but if it's an hour and a half of just dad jokes, I'm, I'm not going to laugh. I'm, I'm like, gutted. I'm just okay. I'm really gutted that you guys don't like it, but honestly, Django Unchained is a fantastic movie. I can't yeah, it's, say it's that not it's not. not quite Django Unchained, is it? No, it's not quite. It's <laughs> literally like the opposite. Django Unchained is a deep movie oh, about yeah. racial tensions, about it's one of the most violent movies you'll see, whereas Airplane is like the most silly, dumb comedy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 this is the most interesting matchup to me because of how different these films are. Like, this is yeah, an impossible yeah. task for any, for any movie that's a comedy in general to go up against Django. That's an impossible task just because at least to me Django is an absolute masterpiece in cinematography and filmmaking in general because one it is Tarantino so no matter what it's going to be a top film let's be entirely honest like the guy can only make bangers other than you know Jackie Brown I think we're uh, I think we're just trying to pl- prolong the inevitable should we just vote and get yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm voting airplane but you guys go Django Django, all three of you. Django one chain goes through an airplane crashes out in yeah, the first round. Literally. Probably your best transition there, Xander. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> I've been been prepping it all week because I knew it was going out first. Oh um, yeah. Now he that's was tr- he was literally writing down different ones for that. Guys, oh. I hate this so much because that's the first half of the first round. That's only the first half. Oh, and how long Christ. have we been going? Uh, the recording so two far hours. is two hours and ten minutes. Jesus Christ. Well, you'll just have to cut it down slightly. <laughs> you, if, you, if you want, you can send it. You can send the audio to me and I can edit the first bits down until we start going one-on-one. <laughs> no, it's chill. It's chill. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Uh, it's going out late anyway. This is going to be going out on Tuesday. Um, so the first matchup in the, in the, on the B side, it's the number one seed. La La Land, which is me and mine and Alex's lists, uh, versus the number 16 seed, Iron Man, uh, which is on James's list. Um, Alex, I feel like you haven't done some talking in a while. I'll let you go first. I feel like you haven't done some talking in a while. He's been doing oh. nothing but talking. Let's you go. <laughs> okay, okay, fair, fair. Um, <laughs> so, I saw La La Land, and... Um, Xander was like, go see La La Land. So I went and saw it because um, I do as he says. Um, <laughs> you know, you have that type of relationship. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I met, messaged Xander and I was like, oh, yeah, I really didn't like it. I thought it was just a bit disappointing. I was expecting like a musical, but then it, it wasn't a musical. Yeah. And Xander was like, yeah, but it's not a musical. And I was like, yeah, but it is. And he's like, yeah, but that's not the point. And I was like, yeah, but oh well. I didn't How want that. How would you describe it then? It's, I'd, it, I'd describe it. it. it, it I'd, I'll let you go, Alex. 
it's and then I watched it again. Some stuff changed, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I know exactly this, what changed. <laughs> this makes. This makes I know exactly what changed. Lot, this makes a lot more sense now. And um, I was like, I see, I see what Zana means, and. Jesus Christ! For anyone wondering, uh, Alex is our resident Carl Pilkington. <laughs> um, Quite it's, literally, that's it's a pretty a, accurate description. It's <laughs> such a, it's such a beautiful film. Like yeah. the ending is just so heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, but it's 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 the the two people. What what are it, Mia and Sebastian? Sebastian, Mia what and name? Seb. Yeah, though their relationship got them to where they both wanted to be. Yeah, but it just wasn't right for them yeah. once they were both there. And I think that that is one of the most tragic things, but it's also one of the most true things. In and well, something that uh, going back. Sorry, if I can put in. Uh, oh, it's go, go ahead. Going back to what Jane said earlier, you said like. I, you said that I was explaining that it's not a musical and James was like, well, what is it? Yeah. To me, it's a, it's half a musical and half okay. a music movie. So, yeah. right. okay. and it almost feels like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are battling it out for control over this movie because Emma Stone's half is this lavish broad, like this lavish Hollywood musical and Ryan Gosling's half is this character piece about trying to evolutionize jazz music and bring back jazz music and then realizing that he he himself has to change the way he makes music to be to be truly great in what he does and then you throw a romantic relationship in there with them both and try and see how they cope with it and i think i think that's why i love this movie so much because the first time i watched it like alex said I I was I was told that it was amazing. And then when it came out, I didn't watch it for about a week. And all of my friends went to see it and they were like, it's not very good. I didn't really like it. And so then I went to see it with my expectations now lowered. And yeah, it's amazing. It was stunning. I cried at the end. I still cry every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. This, this is the movie. This is on the list of movies I watch when I'm ill. So yeah. if I'm ill... And it's like raining outside. I will watch three movies. I will watch The Wizard of Oz, Singing in the Rain, and La La Land. First one. Because all three of them make me feel better. Make me feel happy. Singing in the Rain. And La La Land especially, because it's got, it's not only got the beautiful music, the beautiful like visuals, but it's also got a great dynamic between the two actors, which you just don't get in the other movies. Yeah. Don't get as much of, I should say. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. I really feel like Iron Man doesn't have anything to follow up with that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, okay. And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sorry, James. Uh, no, 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 no. Because no. Um, I... Cause because I, I do prefer Iron Man because because superheroes are my thing. They always have been. They always will yeah. be. Um, but when when I saw this screenshot come through right away, I was like, "Well, Iron Man's lost." <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there's no there's no competition. 
Um, and I think going off of like what you because obviously the, like you know Ryan and Emma's characters obviously they're both within the same world of each other, and um, someone uh, told me once that no matter what like if you're in the same kind of workspace as someone you're in a relationship with success ruins it uh no matter what side the success is on it could be for both parties or just for the one it will ruin the relationship yeah uh which is what i think happened um and i just i I really want to say that iron man is the better film (laughs) but it's not. Well, I mean, I think Alex sort of explained earlier with School of Rock that that's not the best, it's not the most well-made film on this list, no. but it's his favourite. And that's yeah. that's okay to say. You can say that La La Land is a better yeah. movie, but you just, yeah. you have more emotional attachment to Iron Man. Exactly. Like because I, Man. I completely understand why you idolise Robert Downey Jr. because yeah. of this this franchise. Yeah, like because I was... I, I saw Iron Man opening week with my dad um, when I was seven years old. Uh, I, I remember every bit of it. I, I, that was, this was probably the first time I ever went to the cinema and remember every single bit of the experience that I went to, uh, other than Endgame. Um, like I, I, rem- I remember like going to... Because uh, I remember going... My, my dad came over. He picked us up. We went to hide for a little bit. Then went to go and pick up my cousin... Uh, we both we all went to go watch the film. Came out, we all loved it. Went back to my nan's house, and then me and my cousin were like playing it like you do in in, in the backyard when you're little. Um, and and then I just remember everything about that day. Like I remember like going back to the house to help my dad build my bed for staying in hide. Like that entire day was just perfect for me, and I loved it. Um, That's a nice story. So be, so because of that memory. Like uh, hell, even my cousin decided that we should try and like get, like get the Iron Man character and uh, and um, and bring like Spider Man into it, just like like role play our own thing, and then that happened, and it was really cool. And um, it's just you know it's just like that. Everything about that day I can remember, like literally every single bit from the moment I woke up to when to, to when I went to bed. Um, so Fair I've got enough. I've got to go, I've got to go Iron Man because of what that it means is, to me, but I know it's not going to win. That that was a really beautiful moment, James. And I've just got to say, I don't give a shit. La La Land's going through. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, but I like, said that knowing I was going to lose. <laughs> yeah. just I know. I just, like, I just wanted to be a dick. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> You're a bad person, Xander. Yeah, you may no. as well have just gone, oh, that's so sweet. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so before like this this match pens, I'm gonna say yeah. on both of them. So for one, on La La Land side, I do love the movie. I think it's beautiful. I think that no matter what, the story alone is important to especially us lot, considering we're all doing film. As filmmakers, as actors, as any other, like it shows the realistic side of Hollywood. It shows this like Oh, it's horrible. It it, it it's literally the most realistic point of Hollywood that there is. Because whenever we see Hollywood in movies, it's always, you know, conceptualized as this beautiful, the f- most fun place to work in the world. And it's really not. It is the mm. most disgusting hellscape you could work as in general. 
And yeah. not only that, I also love jazz music. And that's, granted, that was because of Whiplash. Do you like I, jazz? You like jazz? Uh, but yeah, like Whiplash made me love jazz music. I'm not going to lie. The music in this, I love the original versions. I hate the versions in this movie. I think the singing is pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, I'm not a fan. I used to be. I'm not a fan now. I think there's a charm to um, it. They're not, they're not, to they're not perfect, they but I think that's the charm. Yeah. But at the same time, on the other side, when it comes to Iron Man, Iron Man as a character piece alone is interesting. I love Robert Downey Jr. how he brought to life this energetic yet completely dead inside person in a sense. Like well, he, he's got everything in the world, but he's also got nothing. Well, do you know the, the well? Do you know the full story as to why uh, RDJ was actually cast for Iron Man? Uh, no, I do not. Because of it, his history with drugs. Pretty much, yeah. Like, because the idea is that this version of Iron Man is just kind of going on. I, on. I need to go for a quick poop. So hold that thought. <laughs> on fucking leaveable. <laughs> so I've got to have this story in the back of my head now. Mid sentence. I got to poop. God damn. Yeah. To be fair, I'm going to take my bowl into the kitchen. Yeah. I'll be back in a moment, guys. I've got the Lala on music stuck in my head now. I'm walking around <laughs> my kitchen going. You took your time. I also went and got a drink. Oh. Oh, well, great. You. I hope you yeah. enjoyed yourself. Yeah. I did. I've got cider now. Well. Are we good to continue? Sure. I'm good. Yeah, mom. All right. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about uh, Robert Downey Jr., weren't we? Yes. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the reason he he got cast is because this version of Iron Man is it's, it's it, he's right after uh, the Demon in the Bottle story, uh, mm. which is where Iron Man starts doing. It. He's he's drinking loads. He's on drugs. He's he's a wreck. Like he he is not a pretty sight, and he starts. You know, having to like you know go to rehab and just rehab just rehabilitate himself essentially, and mm. um, and just rebuild himself uh, to to you know the Tony Stark that we know. That is this version of Iron Man post post all that, yeah. uh, which is hinted to be brought on because of the death of his parents um, from um, from Bucky in Civil War. Yeah. Um, and the reason that uh, Robert Downey Jr. was cast is because they had all this in mind, like, you know, they wanted it to be the demon in the bottle thing. And Robert Downey Jr. had a very similar story with the whole, you know, drug situation that he was going through. And all the times he was arrested and, um, and put into rehab. And that's the reason he got cast, because they wanted someone that would be controversial. And that when people say that, oh, Robert Downey Jr. just started the film, they go, what? Really? You're yeah. having him? And and yeah. that's what happened, and and the film is really successful, and uh, Iron Man is part of the reason why Robert Downey Jr. stayed clean. That's that's not the only reason, obviously, but yeah. it's um, it's it's one of the the main features that essentially saved him. Uh, so it's, it's, see it's, now that alone has already has made me like appreciate this movie more because like when you look at this movie not as just like a schlocky superhero granted it's a great superhero movie it yeah. is but when you look at it as a character piece about that kind of thing as well no matter what that's an interesting character piece for a superhero movie to tackle especially superhero movies when they were 
like when the MCU first started with this kind of thing and with the Hulk, they were very still fresh. They weren't very refined still. Mm. And now superhero movies have a formula to stick with. And I'm glad they, they side with that formula. So, as much as I love La La Land, and genuinely, I do love La La Land. Wait, I think what? It's a beautiful character piece. I didn't just change your mind. No. I, I think that La La Land is a beautiful character piece when it comes to Hollywood, when it comes to these two characters. I am swaying in favour of Iron Man because I love this movie so much. I said this in the MCU podcast. I think Iron Man is fan-fucking-tastic. David, think about the music. Think about the songs. Yeah, the the music and the songs in the movie are not as good as the music and the songs in the movie of Iron Man. Because once again, I'm a metalhead, Xander. You know this about me. I'm going to sway in favour of Black Sabbath over Ryan Gosling singing City of Stars badly. Alex, what can we do? So I cannot believe I just changed your mind. I, I genuinely, mate. Like I was swaying slightly towards like La La Land anyway. I was I, slightly. I gave a whole this kind of speech about it. Is how? Um, <laughs> see that? Well, not, David, like, it wasn't even your story. It was literally the story of why they cast Robert Downey. Knowing that kind of background about a film is always so interesting to me. Yeah, and that's what makes a film special to me as well. The background of the movie, the background of an actor. I knew all this about Robert Downey Jr. I didn't know that's why he was cast, though. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. I think that the reason they gave him that chance is beautiful because now he's one of the most successful actors of all time, pretty much. Mm. And he's the only person that I could ever imagine playing Iron Man, especially in that style of Iron Man, anyway. Yeah. Wow. I'm. Obviously, well, I'm sticking Alex. with Iron Man, but I yeah. cannot believe I've just swayed you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Iron Man. Like, this I isn't also, Xander off either. I also can't believe that you just swayed um, yeah. David. But it's interesting that one of the points that you just said there... Well, in fact, first I'll ask this question. David, do you like Iron Man 3? No. No, you don't. Do you not like uh, it at all? I think that it's a fun movie. I don't <clears throat> like it as much as the first one. Though. The first one's a very special it's, movie. It's interesting that you say that the film Iron Man, one of the reasons that you changed your mind, was that it was good that there was this character piece, there was this more underlying, like they were tackling harder topics. And then in the film where he literally has PTSD, the way that that's like done isn't as good as the way it's done in this yeah but it's not even addressed in iron man exactly it's suggested you don't it's not even suggested he comes back and he's just fine it's only suggested suggested he's constantly drinking still (laughs) it's suggested through the fact that he like you know is this kind of arsehole and people don't like him for he's drinking in the second one yeah, yeah. He drinks, he the drinks in the Avengers. He shit. drinks in all of them. He's always pissed. Yeah. Because he's why. I can't he's agree with your argument on Because he's an, he's an emotional wreck. That's the yeah. whole thing, because he, he's tortured. Just so you um, know, yeah. Alex, there is no way we can sway him back now, because he's seen that I'm getting testy about this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he's we, just going to go more into yeah, Iron this, Man. This, this, so Genuinely, I'm not doing it to annoy you, Xander. I'm not doing this to annoy you, Alex. I'm doing it because I love Iron Man anyway. I think Iron Man, Iron Man is one of my favourite MCU movies. I can't, Iron Man's one MCU movie I can constantly rewatch and just love every second of it. 
Um, I cannot believe this. I'm oh, happy, yes. obviously, but like, <laughs> I was gonna say, you sound a bit annoyed. If anything, no, I'm good. I'm I'm fine with it. I just I'm just shocked. Alex, I'm... do you want to uh, give your tiebreaker a call again? Is that okay? Um, yeah. I, mean, oh, see, see I, I, I think I think that Xander's just said no, that Alex should just phone this guy up because he knows he's going to yeah. I don't well, know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about, mate. I don't know what you're talking I, about. No, I don't, think, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. I think that genuinely. Should be able to do you, do you have a tiebreaker, James, that you could ask? I don't have someone to... I just think we should I'd... just leave it to chance. I just want to leave it to chance. You want to do a coin toss? Do you have a coin on you? Because I have no change. I have a coin. I'm going to make it. I have one ready. I'm no, right. no, no, no I'm going to Put make video on. No, hang on. No, fuck off, fuck hang off. on. I'm I've, hang on. I've got, I've got Siri here. If Siri does it, Siri oh, can yeah. actually like do it. If I say flip a coin, yeah, yeah. she'll flip a coin. Okay. okay. Right. Um, let's say, um, heads, La La Land, tails. No, we want tails. We want tails. La La Land Why? is tails. Why? Tails never fails. <laughs> Tails never fails. Okay. Okay, let's go. Right. Hey Siri, flip a coin. Okay, she didn't speak. <laughs> but I'm going to send you the screenshot of what she said. He's gonna keep on doing it until he says. I think he is. No, I'm not. I swear to God, I just did it. She didn't Honestly, speak. Honestly, I've got I've got I, it on Do Not Disturb. I completely forgot. I I've got a fairer way of doing this. I've ju I've just sent you the picture that I just screenshotted. You can see the time, as well. Where he I sends think, it. I think you can see the time. Yeah, you can see the time. Right. Fair okay. enough. Then. Okay. La La Land wins. It's tails. Okay. Tails never fails. I've just done one from Google that says heads. Well, I did Why mine first. We agreed do to do that? Siri. Yeah, but I was going to do one from share screen so you can see everything. No, right, I okay. just, I just, right, fine. Do you want to do another one? I, I just Googled <laughs> toss a coin and it comes up with toss a coin to your witch. <laughs> right. Right. Flip a uh, coin. I've just, I've just I done one called with heads as well. Right, you can see me screen, can't you? Prepare. Oh wait, hang on. What am I doing? What stream? We we're watching um, James's stream. How do I? Right. How do? Where do I look? On Discord. Watch stream. Right. Hang on. It's loading. Right there we go. Yep. Good. Okay. Right, it's, it was heads, but flip again. Heads again. What? No, this is Come on, bro. What is happening here? <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. I've just done a second one that says heads. I think Iron Man won that. Yeah. I think that you're all jammy bastards. I'm outraged. <laughs> and I think that that you was... Think was better. That was I technically think... best of three, then. I will, no, because this shouldn't have even. It shouldn't have even been. I'm not arguing this. Let's move on to the next round. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm fucking two. outraged. La La Land should have been a semi-finalist in this. Nope. <laughs> nope. Fuck you. It's Revenge of the James. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't believe this. I honestly don't believe this. David, do you see what you've done here? <laughs> Yeah, you've created I hysteria. Do not regret it. 
I don't regret it, man. I'm allowed to have my opinions on a movie. Next matchup, go. It's the number nine. Oh, for God's sake, James is going to win again. It's the number nine seed. James's. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus the number eight seed, David's Die Hard. Okay, I'll go first because I know that Die Hard isn't going to go through. (laughs) I I, I already know that. I'm Um, I'm 100% aware that Die Hard is not going to go through, so that's why I'm going to speak first. Yeah, so I love Die Hard because one, I watch it every Christmas. Yeah, it is that film that I've watched since I was a child. I've watched it with my family every single year, and I'm honestly, I'm so glad that I'm still going to be able to do that anyway, even with COVID, because I'm a part of a support bubble with my brother and his dog. Yeah. So no matter what, I'm still going to be able to watch Die Hard with my family this year, mm-hmm. and that's a very special memory for me. I remember watching it for the first time with my brother because he made me watch mm-hmm. Die Hard. My brother made me watch a lot of films when I was a kid, uh, including Scarface, when I really shouldn't have watched it that young. And that's, excuse me, a little bit, Ben. That's why Scarface is also in this, um, like, in this entire list. Uh, Scarface is also one of my favorite films of all time because I have a lot of good memories with my brother for it. I may not always get along with my brother. We all we all get like that. Yep. But at the same time, my brother is the main reason I have the same music tastes I do. The like film taste i do in some films and that's the special memory for die hard for me i watched it every single year with my brother and i love it for that alone not only that it's a damn good movie it's got great moments especially for the actor as well the action isn't even that like stand out but there's just some incredible lines like welcome to the party pal there's this and like buddy yippee ki is the most yeah is the best catchphrase of all time in my opinion i love just it's saying it randomly so yeah I, I know die hard isn't gonna go through but at the same time i really like die hard so there we go now awesome. now for me this was also quite difficult um because you know both i think both films are incredible uh but obviously obviously i've still got to vote for spider-verse um one because it's my film and two spider-man um yeah um this spider-verse was just kind of like you know it it was it was a mick take crossed with serious story crossed with what we haven't seen before crossed with everything that every comic book geek knows about just everything that you could possibly want and it works and it's brilliant Mm -hmm. and it's possibly one of the best spider-man films ever it is the oh, best Spider-Man it, it is, film. It's the second best Spider-Man film, in my opinion. It is yeah. the best Spider-Man film. Yeah. Um, it, it's up there. It's, uh, it's one yeah. or two. Because um, there's literally something in this for everyone. Because um, it, it, is, it's, it is just incredible. Um, so obviously, obviously I've got to go Spider-Verse. Yeah, fair enough. I vote La La Land. <laughs> Yeah, are we still doing that? Can I can I go no. La La Land too? No. Yeah, screw it. La La Land goes through over Spider Verse. Okay, so the, uh, this is my show, La La Land, my rules. Die Hard, my opinion, so I think Die Hard should go through. <laughs> um, Jay, uh, Alex, are you saying Spider Verse or Die Hard? Oh, I'm saying Spider Verse. Yep, Spider Verse goes through uh, fairly can unanimously. Ask, there was the Spider Verse choice because, like, despite me, or was it because you genuinely prefer Spider Verse? Genuinely prefer it, mate. Your tone. I, I watched Die Hard yesterday. It's it's really good. It is a great action movie, but um, the Spider Verse is special because as a Spider Man yeah. fan, yeah, it's I, special. I, I get that. I 100 percent get that. I yeah. but normally I probably would have gone Spider Verse. 
over any other movie. But Die Hard's just very special to me, man. So that's the only reason why I'm going Die Hard. Mm. Well, here we go. It's James again. It's the number five seed, Avengers Endgame, versus the number 12 seed. Uh, This is Alex's pick. This is Goldfinger. Yeah, man, what you say about Goldfinger, my boy James Bond. I don't think much has to be said about Endgame. Um, You're right. Other than it it wasn't as good as Infinity War and it was a bit overrated. Yeah, no. Uh, I agree, James. I'm glad you said it for me. <laughs> He's so angry right now. <laughs> that fake laugh says it all, Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> what I was gonna say was that obviously it's a massive modern success. It's it is brilliant. Because it, yeah. it just is. Regardless of which one's better, Infinity War or Endgame, it's brilliant. Because it just is. Um, now, for me, obviously, I've still got to go. I've got still got to sit with my Marvel crew, but mostly because I don't like James Bond. What? Really? Holy don't like crap! James you're Bond. the second person to say that. Like, how do people not like James Bond? Like, it's really? you don't it's like, like part for me, Spawn is the British stereotype of spy film. That is just it. This was, as I like said earlier, this was the third one. Films. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, you can't. You can't the way around it's the stereotypical Whoa. thing if it invented the stereotype. If it was copying something, if it was one of the later James Bond films, I would accept your argument. Yeah, but it's the third one they made. It was the one where it actually got good. Yeah, this the is this like a bit weak. The second one's like a big improvement on the first one, but the third one is brilliant. It's um, um, got good. One word for you. So there's a bit of an echo then. Just so yeah, yeah. There is. Know what I think of Avengers Endgame. Go on. It, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I, I, I like yeah. it. Um, yeah, I think it's got it's got excellent like fan service moments in it. Like yeah. I love the. A lot of people don't like the the time travel stuff. I think the time travel stuff's really good. Yeah, um, I think it explains time travel pretty well because that because that is the actual theory of time travel, which is more mental. It spends yeah. most of the runtime explaining the time travel. Yeah, but like more simple each time though. <laughs> um, for me. I've had more time with Avengers Endgame. I've only seen Goldfinger once. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I can see myself watching Goldfinger again. And wow. Repeatedly. It was really fun. Sean Connery is so charming in that role that, and there's a reason he's, he's he became iconic through it. There's a reason why. Because he's really good. Uh, I think the whole scene in are they in Miami at the start. Aye. Yeah, in Miami, it's um that scene's really good when he's like talking down the ear, down his ear while he's trying to cheat at cards. That bit's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like this has got whenever you think of James Bond, I didn't realize how many James Bond things were in this movie. Because you've got all the iconic stuff. You've got the gadgets. You've got you've got Goldfinger with the stereotypical like Dutch accent. 
You've got Odd Job. You've got Odd Job. You've got Pussy Galore. You've got the insane traps that he somehow gets out of, like the uh, the, the, laser. the the laser going up his jaffers. You've got the, the endings in Fort Knox. Yeah, oh, that's cool. And the way Odd Job dies is pretty fucking rad. Yeah, man. Um, watching people get electrocuted. Yeah, this movie is iconic. And you don't even realise it until you watch it. The The opening song is great as well. By uh, Shirley Bassey. One thing that I, I do love the opening music for every Bond film. I, I don't like Bond films. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't like Bond in general. I think it's just the most average series of all time. I think that it's, it's definitely a turn oh, your brain uh. off and just chill. But the music in every the theme song for every Bond film Except maybe No Time to Die. I've heard Billy Irish's version. I'm not a massive fan of it. Really? I dig it. I'm, I think it's all right, but I much preferred Skyfall. Like, I don't like Skyfall as a movie. I think it's fine. I think it's okay. But the song, oh my God. I have listened to that so many times and I've only ever watched the movie once. Um, um, I was, I was, I was, I was going to say, because like, with the whole hatred of James Bond thing, um, no Time to Die looks brilliant. I've got. I, I do have to say that, although I don't, I don't like any of the James Bond films, No Time to Die looks good. Yeah, we'll be doing an episode on Daniel Craig James Bond movies, and we'll be doing an episode on No Time to Die when it does come out eventually. Mm. Well, uh, I don't think I'll be doing that one just because if it's in cinemas <laughs> during COVID, I won't be able to. I've um, got the coin tossing app up. I no, know. I was I was gonna say like the only reason we didn't use my uh, what what's it face uh, tiebreaker last time was because my my dad hasn't seen La La Land, so it wouldn't yeah. seem as fair. Whereas I know that my dad has seen both of these movies, so yeah. are we okay if I use my tiebreaker? Yeah, feel free. Sure, I'll call my if father. he answers this time. <laughs> and no, he sent me a text saying he would. Ah, fair enough. Yo. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. You're on a you're on the filming podcast. Wow, it's like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long time listener, Don't first worry. time caller. Um, <laughs> um, we we need your help. Alex, uh, James, and David are here. Say hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, we're in a, we're in a pickle. Um, so, we hang on, hang on before you start. So, David, when are we watching? Um... Ghost Rider 2 together, which I believe yeah, we have gonna to do say. now. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, well, you know what? When lockdown's over, mate, we'll get it started. We'll, we'll pick a date. Well, get some popcorn in, some beers. Yay! Yeah, exactly. Sorted. <laughs> why has David now got a date with my dad? What's... Because why not, What's this mate? podcast become? I'm, I'm your new dad. <laughs> <laughs> David, don't say that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we need your help. We've, we've, got a, we've got... We're in a pickle. We've Hang got. On, let me pause what I'm watching. <laughs> uh, it is our number five seed is Avengers Endgame, and yes. our number twelve seed is Goldfinger. So it's like a modern blockbuster versus a sixties blockbuster. Um, what talk, talk talk us through it, Dad? What are you thinking? Hmm, it's that's that's tricky. It that is tricky, isn't it? The story of Goldfinger is 
is fantastic. Having read the book, I can vouch for the intricacies of the of the plot line. Uh, but the film gets to in many ways, uh, and then adds the little bit of Hollywood pizzazz, as it were. Um, mm. Endgame was just mind blowing, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. dear! Ooh. Ooh. It's a classic versus a modern classic. Yeah. Your dad might just about to I, make me and James. But I don't happy. think you can class Endgame as a modern classic because it doesn't. I mean, what does modern classic even mean? Just a, a modern movie that's going to be regarded as a classic in the future. But will it be regarded as a classic? It'll be regarded as a successful film because it's made loads of money. Um, I guess you're yeah, right. Will it? Will it be regarded as a classic? Are there any roles in it, yes. any actors in it who you, who you come away from thinking they were awesome in that? The acting in that was Robert superb. You don't really. James just said. Just James all... just said Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But would you say he's awesome in it? Or is he yeah. just the same as he's in all the others? Personally, yes. They're uh, saying yes. He was more awesome in the first Iron Man. Tom Holland. Was awesome in this. Tom, Tom Holland's <laughs> belly in it, James. So? Doesn't matter. The bits he's that he is in it are incredible. Yeah, he's, in, he's there. Yeah, but Sean Connery created an archetype. So? How many See, times yeah. has that yeah, been? Yeah, an archetype that we don't like. Exactly. Not everyone likes. <laughs> Whereas the majority of people would say that they prefer these Marvel movies. Because they just would. They just would. I mean, I, don't, I think if you ask the older population. Yeah, they don't count. Which is why we've got my dad here. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm not being the older population. <laughs> we, we need to we need to get some some definitions in here. Well, if you vote Endgame, you're not you're not in that. Charlie <laughs> oh, into a corner now. <laughs> I, all I can do is choose if I were, if I was given the choice and I had to choose one film to watch, which would I choose? Yeah. Endgame. Yes. Oh yes. my god, unbelievable. There we go. I love you. James mate. is just gonna absolute tirade. He's I won the last three you, in a row. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. Mr. Whistler. I called we'll you because I thought you loved Goldfinger. Something. I do love Goldfinger. It's a real good movie, but all I can do is say right in any given moment, I've got a choice of Goldfinger or Avengers Endgame, which one am I gonna put on? And Nine times out of ten, well, maybe not. Seven times out of ten, I'm going to put Endgame on. Can't argue with that. Than, there we go. Goldfinger's there we go. brilliant, and it shows James Bond as a as a as a spy uh, that he's that he doesn't really recreate again until, in my opinion, quite late on. Sort of the the remake reboot of Casino Royale, where he's is a bit raw and a bit sort of rugged, and he's willing to leave people behind. Um, but yeah, I've seven times out of ten, I'm going to put Endgamer. Because I'm a bit of a nerd. Fair enough. Fair enough, mate. Well, thank you very much for tie-breaking. And, um, I can go back to my movie now, then, can I? You can, yeah. 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 What are you watching? Looking for- I'm watching American Psycho. Hey, good oh, movie. Very Classic. Good movie. Right, well, um, right, if we need you again, I will I will let you know. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Have a nice night. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Avengers Endgame goes through and um, James Bond has been shaken but not stirred that one was alright that one was alright thank you I give it a solid like 4 out of 10
Thank you. I give that a seven out of ten times watched. <laughs> wow. Um, James is James is up again here. It is a uh, our number thirteen seed, Lamans sixty six. Lamon. Layman sixty six. That's one of James's movies versus my number one movie, the number four seed, RoboCop. Yeah. Okay. So um, I I have a pretty good idea of of how this is going to go out, but I'm just going to say my piece anyway. Um, Lamon sixty six is um, a very famous story within the petrol head world. Um, Pretty much everything in that film happened, like every single bit, like that's down to the point where Ken Miles um, had to slow down, you know, for that famous that photograph um, at the end. Um, for me, that was like seeing that come onto the film with Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Uh, it, it, it was it was incredible, and that was that was one of the one of the secret screenings I ended up going to as well, which is yeah. quite cool. Um, and there was like a small portion of us in because a, a lot of people just didn't really have a reaction for it, but there was a small portion of people in that in that group that went to go and see it, myself included, had a sudden yes <laughs> kind of moment about it, um, and it was it was incredible for me. I I, I loved every moment of that, and I, I'd continue to. What, you know, rewatch that time and time again. Um, cool. For me, <laughs> RoboCop is it's yeah. my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take do, it you're on about the classic. Well, yeah, of course, of course. Do <laughs> do I have a reason as to why it's my favorite movie of all time? No, I don't have like a sentimental reason like Alex does, and yeah. uh, or or David does for picking it as one of my favorites. It mm-hmm. just. It's just a perfect movie. Yeah. Honestly, like, it's perfect. There's but, nothing that doesn't work in this movie. Yeah. For, for did, me, anyway. For me. Did you say that you were going to get, uh, was it Mortal Kombat 11? Specifically so that you could play as Robocop? Yeah, Robocop yeah, he is was, in. He was going to get the um, the Aftermath DLC for yeah. it. Yeah. I, well, I didn't. I didn't in the end. Yeah. But. Okay. I'm thinking of actually getting that recently soon because I want to play as Robocop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isn't Terminator in it as well? Yeah, yeah, I don't care about Terminator. I care about Robocop. <laughs> I, I want to know. I want to know what you guys think of Robocop. I think the the uh, the listeners of, of the podcast know how much I love Robocop. Uh, I want to know how what you guys think of it because I know Alex, you'd never seen it before, had you? I think I think it's cute. Is it, am, I allowed, <laughs> am I allowed to call it cute? Ooh, I think like, so. That, yeah. I think that, so. Like too patronizing? No, I don't. Is think it, so. It's really. It, it was. I was watching it and I was like, you know what? Yeah, for the time, this looked good, but yeah. now it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. But, it doesn't. You're absolutely doesn't, right. But. It doesn't matter because it it was just like a cheesy action film, yeah. and I watched it, and I was just sat there thinking, I'm not not enjoying myself. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having a bad time. I'm having a. I'm having a good time. It's not a masterpiece, but but yeah, yeah I I didn't. I didn't. I did. I thought I was gonna hate it, but I didn't. Cool. No. That's good. I think, I think, so, like, obviously, the "Dead or Alive, You're Coming with Me" quote as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. 
No, nah, there were some movie. moments where I was like, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. But, yeah. See, for me, I thought, I've always seen like Robocop as a great action movie. It, it is a great action movie. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> but, like I said earlier, I love biopics, and I'm not gonna lie. When I was watching Le Mans, I was really getting into it. I, I'm, I'm also, I'm not a gearhead like James is, but I do like cars. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of cars, and there were some moments in this movie where I was getting really into it. I don't know why. Like the uh, the first race when he like when he won at the very end, and I was just like oh, mad. Wow. I was like proper getting into it. Like I, I was shaking in my chair. Like I was yeah. on the literal well on my bed. Like, I was on the edge of my bed, nearly falling off because I wanted him to win. Because I didn't know any of this story. Yeah. I didn't know anything at all about this movie. And yeah. And I loved, I really enjoyed watching it. I remember Xander sending me a message saying, I reckon you're going to really dig this movie. And I really dug this movie. Is it yeah. one of my favorite films of all time? No, it isn't. Sad to say, it isn't. It, it really isn't. But is it a damn good movie? Is it a damn good biopic? Fuck yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed my time with this movie. They nailed the races in that to the point that Christian Bale, like the madman he is with method acting, went to go and learn how to race. <laughs> like that's him doing that. Mad. <laughs> I I was a big crazy. fan of the film. Sorry? I was a big fan of the film. You were yeah. saying before you were worried about this round. Yeah, I, I don't know why it had to be. Why on earth are you worried about this? This is a this great is, film. Le Mans 66 is a great movie, bro. It is a really it, it, it good is. movie, man. But at the same time, I was like, oh, but I'm pretty sure they'll all prefer Robocop. See, I <laughs> thought I would. Who do you think when you're working watching... with here? <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I was watching like Robocop, I was like, damn, this is almost definitely going to win. Yeah. But then I watched Le Mans 66 and it made me realize just how much I love biopics. Yeah. I think they are some of the best pieces of media. It is biopic. Because I'm, I'm just going to have to say it again. <laughs> That's it what biopic. he wants you to say. Just let him say it. <laughs> let the comments get him. Yeah. yeah. It's a biopic. Dear and I, I thoroughly enjoyed every second of this movie. It's not my favourite film of all time. I don't think it's no. going to be even, even in my top 100, I don't think, to be completely honest. But I still thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. So I'm going to be going for Le Mans 66. I'm sorry, Robocop. I do love Robocop. Yeah, that I, I, I am I'm probably going to be getting after oh. This is the one I accepted before even like getting your guys' top 10. I was like, yeah, I'm, Robocop's my favorite movie. It's not going past the first round. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's fair. Wow. I accepted that with a sound voice as well. Yeah. I knew that wasn't going to go past. Um, I'm, I'm obviously voting Robocop. Uh, it's a wonderful movie. And David's got me a signed poster that is looking down on me now. Very disappointed. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I did get you a signed poster. Are you a fan of that, mate? Yes, it's wonderful. Thank you. Welcome, babe. See, this is really surprising. Yeah, I don't know why. It just yeah, came... I, I really don't know why you're surprised. I'm voting Le Mans as as well. Le Mans 66. <laughs> wow. Well, Le Mans outraces Robocop, speeds away into the next round. And uh, we and and in the round of sixteen, that matchup now is going to be two twenty nineteen movies going up against each other. Twenty nineteen was a great year for, for movies. It was. It really was. Twenty twenty, on the other hand, maybe not so much. No, uh, it's, 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 it's not really a good year for anything, is it? <laughs> We've got Mulan, haven't we? We do have Mulan. You're Technic right. Technically not Mulan. even that. Technically not even. That. <laughs> 
We've got Artemis Fowl. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of, you know, sets the tone for the year. Yeah. I was listening back to that podcast, and that is funny, you know. No, actually. um, Like, day two of this year set the tone for the year. Just Australia's on fire, even (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, that was day two. Um, The next matchup. Is a is an interesting one. I think this is a really well matched one. It yeah. is the number three seed. It is seven psychopaths. This is on my list and David's list versus the number fourteen seed. Another one of James's. It is the gentleman. Right. Speaking of twenty twenty movies, Colin Farrell. I, <laughs> yeah, Colin Farrell. I saw the gentleman in the cinema because I had nothing better to do one day, thinking I was going to hate it. Yeah, I, I I saw the trailer for it. I thought I'm gonna despise this film. I, I I saw it. I was like, I I hate the look of it. I hate everything about it. And then I went to go and watch it, and it's the the law of the jungle scene. Yeah, that um That's really hit scene. me, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a great film. It's a great film. Um, and it, just, it blew me mind. It blew me mind, to be honest. Um, every <laughs> it blew me mind. <laughs> it blew me bloody mind. Bloody hell! Bloody hell! This blew me mind. Everything about it. Everything about it was great. I loved it. But I, I seriously went in with the expectation that I was going to hate it. See, I went with the the, uh, the exact opposite expectation. I, I knew I was going to really enjoy this because even though I've never seen a um, a movie by Guy Ritchie, no. literally never. Oh. I, I've not, not seen, seen Sherlock Holmes or, or Snatch. Oh, well, obviously, I've seen Sherlock, but this is a very different kind of movie than Sherlock. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to his original stories, I've not seen his movies, any of his movies, any of his proper films. But, okay. and I really enjoyed it. I love Charlie Hunnam. No matter what, no matter what movie it's going to be, I'm going to love Charlie Hunnam. Charlie I Hunnam's great. Mm. I think he's a fantastic actor. Hugh- I think he really suits a beard. Hugh Grant is a revelation in this movie. Oh, oh yeah. Hugh Grant's brilliant. But, Seven yeah. Psychopaths, man. Yeah. I, I, with one to get, I'm not going to go too much in depth for this because me and Xander recently did a, um, a My McDonough film. We did. Podcast. It's just hit me. It's Colin Farrell versus Colin Farrell. It is. Um, <laughs> what, Alex mentioned this, that ages ago. Yeah, <laughs> did he? <laughs> he did. But this is also Sam Rockwell versus Charlie, Charlie Hunnam to me. And right. Sam Rockwell, no matter what, is going to knock out of the park. <laughs> I think Sam Rockwell is the most underrated actor of his of this time. Did any of you see Richard Jewell? No, no, and I'm no. Um, Richard Jewell. Um, do, do any of you know the story, of Richard Jewell? Yeah, no. yeah. I saw I saw the trailer loads, and it looked, yeah. it looked really good. And Sam Rockwell looked really. It's good. coming on um, Sky yeah. soon, I believe. Sam Rockwell in that film, like that, that for me is his best performance. Um, in Richard Jewell. He's incredible in that. Yeah, I need to check that out. It looked pretty good. For me, Charlie Hunnam's best performance is um, Sons of Anarchy. That is one of my favourite shows of all time. It's at least mm. in my top five. Um, I love it to bits. As much as I do like The Gentleman, and I was really surprised by it as well, like you were at the start of this year, I- I've seen it a couple of times since as well, and it's now on Amazon Prime, so I can watch it whenever. And I feel like I'm going to watch it more and more. But Seven yes, Psychopaths is so well thought out. Seven psychopaths so tightly yeah. well tightly well written. Um, it's, yeah. It's more it's more meta than like 
Deadpool. In yeah, or like Inception. Yeah. Like Inception's complicated in its writing. But then this is you are watching the film that he's writing while he's writing the film yeah. that you are watching. And then the film ends and then the thing that you didn't like even realise was going to get called back to gets called back to at the end. Hey, James, um, what, what did you think of this movie? Oh, <laughs> James, did you not watch this one? I, I told you I didn't watch this one. Yeah, no, no. I'm just calling you out again. <laughs> yeah. Are you just going to do this for each and every one I haven't seen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we all but I do have to point out, life is terrible right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it just is. Life sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Nice it motivation does. thing for the listeners. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Alex knows the context. We'll we'll discuss this after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. Uh, to yeah, quote yeah. Raymond Holt. Pain. <laughs> 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 um. I think I know it's where awful. everyone's going to vote. Should we just rip this off, rip this yeah, off right I'm, now? I'm obviously going to be going yeah. towards some psychopaths. I think it's an absolute masterpiece yeah. of cinema. If you want to hear my actual thoughts on it, go listen to the My McDonald podcast. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Seven Psychopaths as well. It's on my list for a reason. Um, it's great It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you all and go with Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths is the new king of the jungle. And uh, the gentleman has been uh, has been eaten by the lion, I guess. Whatever <laughs> that what, came to visit him. Whatever that story is. Been like eaten by the pigs. Can't eat them all. Oh, oh no! Nah, that's a bad scene. <laughs> it's oh, Colin, Colin Farrell's performance in that movie is fantastic. In the general, yeah, it, his reaction is so funny. I yeah. couldn't help but laugh at him, just going, "That's gonna be stuck in my mind forever." Yeah. <laughs> that's the sort of thing you see and you don't forget <laughs> every t- I see it every time I close my eyes Colin Farrell is just that's, that's what you're doing yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's the little nod it. <laughs> um, you can't unsee it after, after you've watched it have you no that's fucking nightmare fuel it's going to be with me for the rest of my life <laughs> the next matchup it's um, I think this is probably going to be a really quick one um, it's the number yeah, 11 seed Scarface on David's list versus the number 6 seed on Alex's list. It is the big short. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to quickly defend myself. Once again, Scarface is on there because I've watched it for since I was a kid. I'm going to quickly turn my camera on so you guys can see. Okay. But behind me, I have a big fuck-off Scarface thing. Wow. So I clearly love Scarface quite a lot. Hi! Hello. Bye, James. Hi. Hi, James. How's it going, James? How's the internet, James? Stop. (laughs) James's internet just crashes. It literally have Scarface watching over me at night. So, you know, clearly it's very special to me. I wouldn't trust him to run a bath, let alone watch over me while I sleep. He'd probably... If he he was watching me sleep, he'd probably try and fuck my sister. And I don't even have a sister. he'd just just tell me not to fuck him, Tony. That makes it worse, you sick bastard. (laughs) Not only that, I also love... (laughs) The Misfits quotes. Here we go. (laughs) We're getting into the proper shit now. God's sake. I also love Scarface for the hidden sequel that nobody really knows about the video game. The video game version. 
which is um, Scarface, the world is yours, that changes the ending of Scarface to you turning around and playing with Tony Montana, killing the assassin, and then literally regaining all of your real estate and building up your empire again. It is fantastic, and I wish... If somehow anybody from Sierra Entertainment is listening, I don't know how you are, hi, please make this again. Remaster it, remake it, just port it, do something with the world is yours, please. I beg you. Um, I need it in my life again. I watched Scarface a couple of months ago. I didn't. I don't like it. I really don't like Scarface. I think he's such an irredeemable man all the way through, and everything he does is so unlikable. There is no way I can follow him for three hours. I think he's unbearable. I think the accent's really, really bad and hard to hear. Um, I think, yeah, I just, I really don't like it. I really dislike this movie. Um, and there's no way in hell it was going to get through the first round for me. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That is 100% fair. I realise that putting a gangster movie in for you is never going to work. Well, and I imagine putting this movie in for James, it's not going to work. Well, we'll see I, later um, on. No. Yeah. I've, hemophobic common sense took over for me. I've yeah. got to say, <laughs> I, um, I've, I'd, never, I'd not seen Scarface until we did, had to watch the films for this. Wow. And... I'm a big gangster film guy. I like my gangster films. Yeah. And um, I was very disappointed by Scarface. Boom! Fair enough. I thought there was just a lot of shouting. Yes. I thought there was, there was not enough emotion. There was just drugs, which is usually fine for subject matter or for a film, but it's usually coupled with, like, emotion. But yeah, I didn't feel like there was any. some forms of undertones of emotion and regret, this and the other. This film but, is not filled with any of that. But I also have to give it props for just being unapologetically that. So if people like that, I can see why they like it, but it just wasn't for me. However, Fair The enough. Big Short um, is a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. and, um, it is a biopic. I did actually just Google it, and you are actually correct, so... Aha! Fuck you, Xander! So, um... Yeah. Most I'm still going to call it a bio okay, Um, I do have a question for all of you, though. Um, obviously, the bit, uh, it sounds like the big short's going through, but do any of us actually understand it? Yes! Oh, I yeah. had the exact same conversation with Xander, and I do, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, me and Xander watched it together the other day. I've tried to watch it three times, and the first yeah. two times I turned it off and was like, I can't understand this, I have no idea what's going on. But then watching it with Alex, he's watched it before, he understood it, Getting to be able to, being able to, I couldn't imagine sitting watching this in a cinema, I would have no idea what was happening. There's no. another one I watched with my parents in the cinema and I came out and was like, that's one of the best films I ever, I've ever seen. And they were like, did you understand it? I was like, I had no idea what they were saying, but I was tense the entire way through. <laughs> Am I the only one who understood all this jargon? Yes. Yeah, I understood I it like now, but I didn't when I first saw it. I still oh, don't wow. get it. I Am still... I just really smart? No, like, maybe... David, you're not really smart. <laughs> you, you, you may be the, uh, the, the most mathematical person out of this group. Probably. Um, very well could be the case probably uh, yeah being able being able to pause this movie is a godsend because i paused yeah. it every now and then asked alex if i was getting it right and he was like yeah you're doing great you're doing great <laughs> you're doing great kid you're doing amazing sweetie. Like pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> um 
Ooh. Yeah, the but like not understanding what was going on. The big shot is a banger. It is. Yeah. yeah. Big I, I big energy. And the ending is crushing. Yes, it is. The ending is it's it's a disaster film. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it is. It's watching it's a like, car crash in slow motion. It's like a pandemic film. Don't say that. Take that back. Take that. But the pandemic. No. No. I would much like rather pandemic. that over a pandemic right now. To be completely honest, mate. What do you mean? We've got a pandemic and that. <laughs> I know. That's why I refer that over the pandemic. Well, um, we live in a society. Comic Joker. Well, um, I ju- everyone I ju- just screams and yells at each other. Nobody's civil anymore. You get what you fucking deserve. Um, yeah. Nah, the big shot. Uh, I think right. I think every person in it does an amazing job in it. Yes, they do. Ryan Gosling, um, especially. Really? Oh, Ryan Gosling again. I the love one, him. The one part of this movie that I hundred percent loved was. I don't think I've ever felt this way from somebody telling me to fuck off, but I was the most turned on I have ever been from Margaret Robbie telling me to fuck I off. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> and honestly, I loved every. I had to rewind that moment just because it was so good. David definitely had a wank on. while watching gonna... this movie. <laughs> uh, not an image I, I, I considered it. But that moment where it's just like, uh, <laughs> you're not going to understand any of this. So here's Margaret Robbie in a bathtub. Like, that's so funny as well. Mm. Yeah, of that course it is, so David. But like, you were laughing loads. Yeah, part, I was like, sick white tears, Xander. Just, white just tears. now, just now, part of me believed that David was going to go into something about the film. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the Why would you ever think I am the funniest like, man ever? Yeah, but at the same time, I was also like, he's going to mention Marco Robbie, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well, James. You know it, me so well. That was seriously like the most predictable, unpredictable thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> so to talk about the actual movie, I, I this movie is a roller coaster of emotion. You're constantly on the edge of your seat thinking, what the hell is going to happen? Are these guys like, and you're not even rooting for them because if you're, if you root for them, you're rooting for the will, like the economy to crash. Exactly. So you're a bad person to root for these people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't help but root for them because they're so charismatic and you want them to win. What because is it? in a sense, they're fucking over the system. What is it Brad Pitt's character says at the end? Um, it's like millions of people are going to lose their job. Millions of people are going to be unemployed. Yeah. Like... If you if you bet against America, if you win this bet, you're betting against America. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's 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 harrowing to watch. It is I harrowing think. is the word. And, and also, aside with um, the movie as well, it also has metal music. So there we go. There was there was one person who was arrested, which uh, it says at the end. Yeah, yeah, which one is person, insane. Like that big in it either. Nah, literally. Um, but Christian Bale's fantastic as well. Oh, Christian Bale's a standout. I think I th- he plays an autistic man brilliantly. He does. Yeah. Mm. Um. And his eye is creepy. And his eye is creepy. I love him. I love him. I um, absolutely love him. 
Where are we going then? Uh, I'm going the big shot. Yeah. I I kind of have to go with my one for this one, don't I? Like, yeah, you do. I kind of have to go with Scarface. I love the big shot. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a fantastic movie. I could see myself watching that again because it, it reminded me a lot of Wolf of Wall Street. Hang on. Wait, by, by, by that logic, what am I going to do for the next one? <laughs> You're kind of fucked there, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Look what but the next two films are. The next one is hard. Yeah. But at the same time... And they're both mine. <laughs> they're both yours. At the same time, no matter what, I'm going to go with Scarface at the end of the day. No, they're not. I know that it's locked. They're not both yours. One of them's David's. Oh, are they? Yeah, but he's also on I his. I Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's continue. Yes. Um. So the big shot goes through, right? Yeah. Yeah. The big shot, Um. It. well, the housing crisis has clearly affected Scarface, and uh, now it now it's unemployed, and the big uh, shot got needs to pay its mortgage. Um, the next matchup is probably one of the most well-matched ones again, and this one is probably going to get clipped up for YouTube. So, be funny, everyone. Um, this is this is the number seven seed and one of James's, The Dark Knight, versus the number ten seed and one of David's picks. It is Spider-Man Two. Okay, so James, I... you go first. I've done a lot of talking. I'm I'm sorry, but just before. I want to. I want to just like stir the pot a bit, like <laughs> get things going a bit. My, can I? Can I be right in thinking that that we all, you all like uh, Spider-Man Two? Yeah, I like both. I yeah. like both of these movies. So you, yeah. you look, you love them both. Yes. I love them both. I, I, I'm really not a huge fan of uh, Spider-Man Two. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, quite frankly, um, I hate Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but Jeez. okay, fair um, enough. I can't argue with that. Right. So Spider-Man Two um, was incredible for the it because it, it, there's there's no doubt about it. It just it just is everything about it from the you know the reasoning as to why he loses his powers bro you're bigging up spider-man 2 right now the dark knight is your movie yeah you've, I, you're i've doing got the, loads to talk movie. about both of them <laughs> we don't have enough time we don't have enough time we've, okay. we're recording three hours and 20 minutes right now right well spider-man 2 is is brilliant in its own right now the dark knight <laughs> i've got loads to talk about in both movies the spider-man 2 is brilliant yeah yeah. Anyway, I'm probably doing what you're telling me to do. You're directing. <laughs> it is very true. Yeah. It's really very true. I could go on about Spider-Man Two for days if I wanted to. Um. Anyway, yeah. So the like the Dark Knight. Um. First of all, Heath Ledger. Like, yeah. yeah. That performance is mental. Like, did, like, have you guys heard some of the stories about how he would prep for this? Yeah, I've heard a lot of them. Yeah, it's messed up. Um, and to yeah. put an end to um to, to the rumors about the whole hospital scene, um, like because there's always been like that thing about um, you know when he's when he's blowing up the hospital and he's walking away, and yeah. it's all blowing up. And there's always been like a debate online if it was real or not. But he just suddenly stopped and looked. Um, that was scripted. That was scripted. Um, Chris Van Olen had come out and said that. So oh wow. 
rumor is over. That that is that over. is fake. That is the fake it's news. Fake news. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah. You heard so, it here. The filming podcast um, first. Also from Christopher Nolan. Um, having done an episode on both the Dark Knight trilogy and the Spider-Man trilogy, yeah, I can definitively say that the better-made movie is the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, is, it is. It is oh, yeah, perfectly crafted. The script is one of the best scripts I've seen, or well, mm-hmm. heard, I guess, in a in a superhero movie, especially. The uh, press every, campaign. Everything oh, yeah. means everything in this everything means something even there is not a single wasted moment throughout this entire movie um and not a single line of dialogue that goes un unanswered later on and it yep. just gets you thinking as well which is kind of special for like a superhero film there's everything that the joke is coming out with it's like i mean he's kind of right <laughs> yeah. t- like, it's a t- there's a tiny bit about it like you know you, yeah you any villain that can make you think oh he's kind of right is a good villain in my eyes Thanos yeah. Yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it is it is just incredible and it's it's really gutting to me that there was clearly plans for Joker to be the main protagonist main protagonist main antagonist in the Dark Knight Rises it's Sadly, obviously, we lost him. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's gutting that that was going to be the case because it was because it, it was left very open as to what happened with Joker. Obviously, yeah. he got captured and he would have been taken to Blackgate. Uh, yeah, would have been taken to Blackgate. Um, um, and just for me, it's like what could have been because because Dark the Dark Knight is almost perfect. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. is almost perfect. Oh, we haven't even talked about Two Face. I know, like Two Face is one of the best secondary villains that a film has ever produced. Definitely, yeah. Like, um, like it's so tragic. It is. Yeah, it makes so much sense as well as to why he is the way he is. Um, because um, he's he's literally the, the the definition of you know split personality disorder. Die a hero. Definition of that. And or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Exactly. One of the best quotes from that movie. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight, its average score was a uh, out of a hundred, eighty nine point five eight. For yeah, us, that's pretty good. Which is very high, but somehow it's pretty decent. Only the second highest. I put out there. I, I missed that. Um, the Dark Knight has the second highest average score of the movies on this list at eighty nine point five eight. Out of 100. I keep going out. 89.58. Oh, wow. Bloody hell. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to just type it into the general chat? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the only movie that is higher than it is... Uh, can any, any any quick guesses as to what the highest movie is from no. this list? Jane oh. Silent Bob. <laughs> yes. That's a very high movie. Great. Great joke. <laughs> I'm going to say... Blind spotting into the Spider Verse. Oh wow! Eighty-nine point seven six. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. Just a little fun okay, fact so for you guys. There. As a as a little rebuttal for Spider-Man Two, concerning is my movie. Of course. So I'm going to start off similarly to James. So one, Alfred Molina <laughs> is is incredible as Doc Ock. 
Yep. He is Doc Ock is one of my favorite villains of all time. Uh I also I really loved uh Olivia Octavia in Spider Verse, but when it comes to Otto Octavia, man he is Octavius. A damn, doesn't matter. He's a little bitch boy. And damn he is a good villain. Cause he's not even like at the start he's not a villain. He's literally just his disease is taking him over. It's corrupting his mind. He's Wait, what disease are you on about? You're thinking about the video game. Oh, I'm thinking of the game. Fucking hell. I've played that recently. So oh my god, him. David. I've been play- literally, I started replaying it the other day. I, I, he loves the film so much, he yeah. forgot he was talking about. Well, I think <laughs> exactly. that he wraps up. I've been <laughs> seven, okay? He give loves me a it. Fucking break. It's all right. It's all right. All right, David, I give anyway. you a break. I love the Spider-Man game too. It is much better than Spider-Man 2. Now that you've realised the mistake, can you <laughs> so I, he's tricking I you, David. He hasn't played it. <laughs> I I love Spider-Man 2 with an actual passion. Alvin Molina just portrays him perfectly. There's so many great moments in that film. I love Sam Raimi. He's a fantastic director. I think that James Franco as Harry Osborn is is really good. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's what not. Do you bro. Mean? I love he's him. like the I best character. Him. He just stands over him. Peter and looks yeah, daunting. Exactly. Just, yeah, <laughs> he's it. well funny. He's hilarious also, because he's so bad. More and more exactly. of a crackhead throughout the film. <laughs> also, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is the greatest casting choice for anything of all time. Iconic. Uh, like the obviously, my one of my favorite things to scream out of nowhere is get me pictures of Spider Man. Oh, I thought you were gonna say pizza Actually, time. Uh, I no, I do. I honestly constantly end up just going from the Spider Man 2 tie in game. The did, music is great. Did any of you like actively use Skype like a while ago? Yeah. Yeah, and you know when that there was like that phase on Skype where like you just get loads of bots just randomly messaging you. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a mate that, start, that, that decided, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna start, you know, messaging these bots back. And uh, <laughs> one, one day you just start speaking as always, J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> <laughs> and he's literally saying, uh, it, 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 like, one of them is just like, oh, what, what, what do you want, Daddy? And then is Callum's just like, I want pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> get me pictures of spider-man uh, just like just That's this really beautiful. sexual kind of chat is coming through on callum's end and callum's just replying like no first man to get me pictures of spider-man he gets it gets a job hey baby yeah. you want it nice and webby you want it oh nice and I want to see you come out of your web shooter. I don't know what voice you were doing, but I'm really into it. I'm not like that. Wait, no, not like that. <laughs> sure, Amanda, you, you can be into me anytime you want. Who? It there sounds like the creepy old guy from Family Guy. Who, Chris? You want to suck on my Pepsi cool? I think it's time to vote. <laughs> um, Obviously, I'm going to be going Spider-Man too. I'm going to yeah. shock. I'm going to shock David here. Yeah, I know. I, I know that Dark Knight is going to go through. Just I'm. Second. I'm a big fan of Spider-Man two. I, I I haven't really spoken much here, but Spider-Man two is is cracking. It is a movie that if I'm up, if I'm like sad or anything, I will put this on. I'll be like, well, at least my life isn't bad as this guy. 
And then <laughs> you get to see one of the greatest action sequences in a superhero movie on the train. The train yeah. fight yeah. is incredible. The action in this movie is great. It's so much better than the first one. But unfortunately, The Dark Knight is a... It's close to perfection, as we said earlier. It's a it's a better made movie. I I accept that 100. Um, I have a so, lot of nostalgia for this. I'm blinded by it. I am going with the Dark Knight against my own heart. Yeah, yeah. but I I'm very much the same because it, it pains me to say it. It really does because because Spider Man is my favorite superhero. Yeah, like always has been, always will be. I'm the same. But the Dark Knight is just a better film. Um, and I prefer it. Um, yeah, I, I I I hate that I'm saying it, but Batman, Batman's got to go through. Batman, Batman. Alex, are you going the Dark Knight? Yeah, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight goes through to the round of sixteen. Um, he rises up in the ranks, and Spider-Man Two uh, gets erectile dysfunction again. Oh, because that's what he does get in this movie. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He has performance issues. Yeah, it happens, he happens to a lot of guys. One in every five. Yeah. Um, I, well, there's, there's four of us here. Is, yeah, is so there the, one left? The guy who isn't here is suffering from erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. And didn't feel up to being on the show. And for just three pounds a month, you can help out. <laughs> um, you know what? If we do a prize pool, should we just direct, like put the winnings towards the um, the erectile dysfunction charity? Yeah. Oh, um, Tell the next matchup, the final matchup of the first round. We're getting there, guys. We're only just through the first round. Yeah, we've been recording for three and a half hours. Episode one is coming to a close. <laughs> no, it's not because we've still got the round of sixteen to do. Oh wait, Fucking is that hell. as part of episode one? Epi- three episodes, three episodes. Two. <laughs> yeah, we're doing two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Let's My- go. Should we do three? Do three? No, because we're gonna like we still need to record next. We'll just do two. Oh, but we could just you know record no, that one. We'll just do two. Come on, don't be late. I'm not being lazy. What are you on about? This has been three and a half hours already. Do Doesn't three matter. and do one halfway through the week. That's a good point. Like, anyway, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Right. Um, the final round, the final matchup in this first round is the number 15 seed. It is one of Alex's movies. It is Casino versus the number two seed. It's on mine and David's list. It is Shaun of the Dead. Now. I'm going to let you take this one, Zander. Um, I'd never seen Casino before. And um, I surprisingly liked it. As David said earlier, I'm not the biggest fan of gangster movies, and I'm not, but this felt different to me. This felt it like... Is, it is different, isn't it? Yeah, I think, and I, I've said it, I said it earlier this week, I will say it again, it's Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone drags this movie back to the ground for me. Oh, yeah, no. And I think she she's fantastic. the best part of the film. But I'm, I'm here to talk about Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, to me, is one of the perfect movies. It's part of a group of movies that I'm collecting over the years that, in, that also includes um, Alien, Toy Story, Shaun the Dead, and I'm sure there's another one that I've mentioned before. Um, but Shaun the Dead is a perfect movie. I don't think you can say anything wrong about it. I think anyone can watch this and have a good time. 
Maybe James doesn't because he's a hemophobe. Well, um, no, I was going to say I uh, like Shaun of the Dead um, would be my pick. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I loved Jump Christoph. the Gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the, it's the first in the Cornetto trilogy um, that really kicks off this whole this whole thing with Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick the Frost. The first and the best. And I think it's the best of the three as well. Yeah. And oh yeah. No, the, wait, um, no, I, I disagree with you there. I think the direction is great. It feels like a longer episode of Spaced. If you've ever seen Spaced, it feels like a I longer mean, episode of that. It's based on an episode of Spaced. It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, where yeah. he plays too much Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and aren't the, aren't the extras just fans of Spaced? Yeah. yeah they are. They, I think they said they paid him a pound. <laughs> yeah, they, they paid him a pound each because yeah. they had to pay them something. Yeah. it's um, Like, legally, they had to. Yeah, it's um, it's a cracker. It's a cracker. It's got so many great quotable lines, as well. Uh, David, do you want to say anything about Shaun of the Dead? Uh, I love Shaun of the Dead. As um, obviously it's on my list for a reason. Yeah, uh, it's just one of the funniest films I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'm not gonna lie. I cannot <laughs> stop laughing at it whenever I see it. It's uh, the whole plan sequence, isn't it? Y- yeah, there's there's also like the "Don't Stop Me Now" scene, which is basically the precursor to Baby Driver. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Uh, I think that's really, really cool. And I think one of my, ex- like, one of the best things about this film as well is the fact that it's also a love story at the end of the day. It's a very weird love story, but it's a love story. I don't it know. is it a love story. Yeah. It's a rom com. It's a rom com, a but it's also a bromance. And I love that. I yeah. love a bromance. A brom rom com. A Brom Rom Zomcom. Yeah. A Brom Rom Zomcom with Edgar yeah. Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Well, Edgar Wright's not in it, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's there in heart, isn't he? <laughs> he's there in he, spirit. He, one he's could argue he is the heart of the film. The driving I mean, force behind it. Yeah, the director. He, the director the of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I he's love Sean Ned. I um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to study it for A level. It's one of the films that I had to do uh, oh, for wow. film study. So it was it was pretty fun doing that. Um, I bet. Yeah. So it, and I agree with you. Usually, a lot of the time when you analyze a film too much, you lose um, your enjoyment of it. But it just made me like it more. So um, I can't really say anything bad about it. However, Casino is. Like Xander said, a gangster film that feels very different to other gangster films. Yeah. And that's why I had to put... Because I was like, I've got to put a gangster film on my list. I love gangster films. Yeah. And we, um... I was like, what, what's one that stands out to me? And it, it's always Casino. Because the first time I watched Casino, I watched it on my phone in 360p. <laughs> and it's a three-hour-long film. I watched it in one sitting. And that's for me to... For me to enjoy a film, I'm watching it in the worst way possible. Um, and still be like, at the end of it, oh my gosh, that was a great film. Yeah. I think that says something about it. Yeah, it does. And... Like, Casino, I absolutely adore. It's not my favourite gangster film, as obviously I've got Scarface in there. I've also, like, I'd also put Goodfellas above Casino, but when it comes to gangster films that are a little bit different, no matter what, I will always love watching Casino. I love the attention to detail in Casino. Like every every scene, it's like what I was saying about John Wick before. There's a lot of filler 
but the filler isn't filler. It's just making you understand everything about the life that Sam Ace Frostland lived. And yeah. it is based on um, a true guy, a true story. I can't the name of the actual guy to me. Oh, um, just talking. But yeah, uh, I just think that it's great. And the music, the costumes, the set design. The costumes are fantastic. All look amazing. And yeah, like Xander said, Sharon Stone is the standout. Definitely. By far. Like, this, it could be, uh, the entire film could be about her and I wouldn't be annoyed. It, it was, it, it's when she, it's when they get married that the film kicks into gear for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, it would do for then, me as well. So, yeah. The start of it's slow, but I don't mind a slow film. Yeah, I think I think we could say all we wanted about about Casino, but it would never, I don't think it would ever get past Shaun of the Dead, unfortunately. Nah, yeah. I know. Uh, I'm, Shaun I know of the Dead I'm... is a powerhouse here. I agree. To, um, to like go back on the previous statement of the like adapted from a true story. The story is based upon the history of the Stardust Casino, a fact well documented in the Las Vegas history books. Well, there you go. There you go. go. Um, James, where where are you voting then? I've got to go. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun simply the because Dead. it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and you can't go wrong with them, really. <laughs> you can't. You're right. Yeah. You're you can't. Right. You can't really. Even even with the world's end, that was somewhat enjoyable. Somewhat. Oh, the world's end. Like banger. It's it was the worst movie. one out of the three of them. Yeah, but it's, it's the, the closest thing to John Simon Pegg being in John Wick that you'll get. <laughs> what was that? It's the closest thing to Simon Pegg being in John Wick that you'll get. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the sh- so all Mission Impossible technically. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. Mission Impossible. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, Shaun of the Dead goes through to the next round. He's gone to the Winchester and waited for this to blow over. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is at the. We are at the end point of the first episode of this. We decided um, this has gone on for a while. We didn't think this would take yeah. us quite this long, so we're going to split this. <laughs> we're splitting this into three separate episodes, um, so, th- so that you guys can uh, <laughs> enjoy this uh, comfortably. We'll say. Um, so we will. Th- this will be coming out on Tuesday. Then we'll release the second episode midweek, and then the third episode will be coming out next week uh, at the normal time. Um, so to to round off this episode, I'd like to say a uh, big thanks to David for being here as always. You don't need to find me; I'm the co-host. Thanks <laughs> to uh, thanks to James O'Malley for taking time out of his not very busy schedule to be here. <laughs> That's pretty true. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, yeah, I, I guess if you if you want to find me um, here, I'll be here. And James is still not gaming on YouTube. Yes, yeah, I James will... is still gaming, which has taken a bit of a bit, a bit of a time out because <laughs> it has for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> we will. I will leave a link to uh, where you can find James in the description. James actually is still not gaming now. <laughs> no, I am actually not gaming now. <laughs> and a huge thank you to uh, Mr. Alex Woods um, oh, for being here. Me. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. I will leave links to Flat Moon in the description where you can check out their, their singles, Vultures, and Hold It There, which are uh, absolutely cracking songs. 
Oh, thank you very much, man. Um, so from us, we will. Uh, if you, yeah, if you're uh, listening to the podcast, then thank you. Obviously, uh, if you've got this far, then thank you. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We we are uploading clips there, and we will be telling you guys when the next episodes are coming out. So make sure you're uh, headed over there. Also, check out um, our YouTube channel where we'll be uploading clips uh, from each episode this week. About like they'll be like five between five and ten minutes long. These clips that David are gonna David's gonna edit this week. Yep. Um, and. Also, yeah, give us like a rating on iTunes or whatever. We're available on Amazon Music now as well. Also, listen on Spotify. Wherever you're listening, just thank you for doing it. It's really good of you. Yeah. Right, that will do it we for for this episode, and we will see you. Um, we will see you during the week. Goodbye. Bye. See you, peeps.